in a world where Carolina Panthers fans have an insatiable thirst for Panthers news and opinions. Only one podcast roars ferociously. It's the C3 Panthers podcast. Welcome, welcome, welcome everybody to another edition of the C3 Friday Free For All. Once again, I am your host, Cody Lashley, coming to you again in person. And, uh, you know, we've got some of the usual suspects today. But listen, you are the usual suspect yourself. This is your show, man. There's so much Panther news happening all the time. If you want to come in here and ask us questions or give your thoughts and opinions, this is your show to do it. I've posted the link in the description and in the chat room. We've already got a ton of Panther faithful coming in here. But uh, for the first time, I'm going to pass it to Tony Dunn. Join me on the Friday free-for-all. Tony, how are you, brother? I'm doing well, man. Uh, just here as a fan tonight. Hey, that, that, well, man, I guess I'm here as a fan every Tuesday night, too, so that's strange. So, <laughs> right. Yeah, uh, let's see what we got to talk about as this preseason game approaches. And we see more. Like, we, we saw Cam Newton play last night for the Patriots. Yeah. Also, an interesting, you know, fan. I mean, I know that everybody's tired of that, maybe that storyline. But hey, as a fan, you can't help but keep an eye on it. Yeah, dude. It's uh, it's especially me, man. Knowing how much I love Cam Newton, you know I'm gonna follow it. But I'm also joined by, uh, listen, man, this guy, these next two guys. I mean, they've been my my co-host for every single Friday free for all, man. Nick Montiero up there in Patriot Country. What's up, bro? Hey, how's it going, man? Happy it's Friday. Looking forward to this all week. You know, can't wait to talk some football. Love it, love it, love it. Uh, he's a South Carolina fan, but I still somehow like this dude anyway. It's Kevin Boschoven. Kevin, what's up, bro? Not man. I just I just got off work not too long ago. Grab me a beer. I like you too, Cody. Even though you're. <laughs> Yeah, I know. It's a weird relationship, but we, we make it work. We make it work. Zach Altman joining us. Zach, what's up, dude? Not much, man. Happy it's Friday. You know, good to talk some uh, football. Got a game yeah, tomorrow. Man. You know, good For times. For sure. Happy you could join us. AJ Lindsay, what's up? What's going on, guys? How you doing tonight? Uh, dude, I'm pumped. Happy you guys are all joining us. We're going to have a fantastic show tonight. Uh, but listen, let's just jump into it, man. We have finally learned that we are going to see Sam Darnold uh, and apparently some J.C. Horn and a few other starters. And and I'm pumped, man. Listen, this is the moment that many Panther fans have been waiting for, finally seeing the debut of Sam Darnold. Um, I'm just going to go ahead and bounce it around. How long do we expect to see Sam Darnold, and what are you expecting to see from him? Uh, let's go to Zach. Zach, what you thinking, man? Well, <laughs> for a selfish reason, I hope he plays a lot because I'm going to that game. Uh, oh, but, nice. Um, I, I expect him to play like two or three drives. Not too much, though. Okay. Now, is there, um, again, this is kind of a you know an open question. There's any number of different answers to it. But is there anything specific you're hoping to see from Sam? Or, it like you know, it might be not turn the ball over. It might be pocket yeah, presence. Yeah, it'd be great if he could – throw a touchdown or two, you know, but um, okay. no turnovers and a touchdown would be awesome. Yeah, that would be tremendous. Um, I know I'm, I'm definitely 
Uh, I'm wanting to see how much, but well, it's the preseason, but uh, if there's any kind of movement from Sam Darnold in the pocket, the pocket presence, that's one of the big things that I'm looking for. Um, Tony Dunn, we'll, we'll, we'll go to you second, man. What's uh, What are you thinking about? We're finally going to see it, man. We've been talking about this for how long now? And we're finally going to get to see a little bit of Sam Darnold, man. What you thinking? I am. Uh, this is going to be an unpopular opinion. <clears throat> I don't want to see him. <laughs> I I actually don't want to play any starters for the entire preseason. That's my new position. And the reason being is, like Zach said, is uh, so I have a friend that is on Pirate Radio, and I was on there today, and we were talking at the at Sports Trivia this past Wednesday, and he's like, I'm so ready to see Sam Darn. I'm so excited. I'm so excited. I'm so ready to see. We, you know, we finally get to learn something or whatever. And he doesn't like my position. And today I told, I told him, I said, your position is selfish because you want to see damn Sam Darnold. I almost said Sam, damn Darnold. Damn Darnold. <laughs> yeah, you want to see Sam Darnold because you're dying in am- anticipation to see what we have, right? right. Like we, we are looking for any new data of whether or not Sam is a bust or if he's like a potential – you know, new story, like the rebirth of Sam Darnold. And for me, like, um, it doesn't matter because I think we're Sam Darnold or bust this season, period. So, um, (laughs) like, if he comes out and he throws a pick and, 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 you know, right out of the first series, all people are just going to come out and say is this dude sucks. He hasn't changed. And then if he throws three good passes in a row, everybody who – is just desperately hoping for Sam Darnold to be good is going to be like, see, it's happening. It's happening. And I don't want, you know, just catch me on week one. I'm still watching. I'll be, I'll be on the edge of my seat too. The hot takes will be a play, man. And you just said it. Like everyone's going to be racing to make a hot take of how mediocre he looks, how good he looks. Um, Again, man, like we have to have that era of, um, you know, uh, not overreacting too much, but again, everyone wants to be excited about what they see on the field. Nick, what are you thinking, man? What, is there anything in particular you want to see from Sam? Do you more agree with Tony and that you don't want to see him too much? You know, because injuries could happen, or just how are you feeling about this? So I'm excited to see him. I want to see him play for a quarter. But the problem is, is I know that if he comes out and he doesn't play at least as well as Teddy Bridgewater played, it's going to be disappointing. And it's going to make for the first game to be like, uh, you know, and I want to see him do good. I think he'll do a lot better than Teddy will. You know, he definitely seems to have some sort of arm compared to uh, Tadisha's arm. (laughs) Yeah. It's just I, I know that. The videos that we've seen of Sam in New York, they weren't great. I just, I want to see him move the football. I want to see him be able to do at least what PJ did last week against the Colts. That's fair. But at the same time, I also know we're going against the Ravens, and they have a lot better defense than the Colts do. So This is true, and that's part of the reason why we scheduled to practice against them. Matt Rule wanted to see that tough-ass defense uh, and I think that's something that we're definitely going to see. Um, Kevin, are you hoping that we air the ball out? Or do you want Sam to play conservative? Or what do you think about this? Did you think we in- incorporate any deep shots for uh, for Sam and the boys? Well, I was going to say, like, my, I'm hoping the first play of the game is a play action deep. 
Like, I want to see that. Okay. Home. Yeah. That'd can work. Cool. I want to see it. Touchdown, too. First play. Yeah, that'd be awesome. Down. Dude, wouldn't that be the perfect thing to get all Panther fans talking? I don't want to get excited. I just want my anxiety down. That's oh, I hear you. No, 100%. I think we all do. Shit. Uh, AJ, did you feel any particular way about seeing Sam for the first time? Are you nervous? Are you excited? What you feeling, man? I'm excited. Uh, you know, Sam, I just want to see him go run, you know, one or two series, show that he's efficient, that he's not seeing ghosts in the pocket anymore, and just get the ball to the open receiver. You don't have to go and win it by yourself. Just stay within the offense, get the ball to your receivers, and let them do their job. Yeah, I mean, just play in rhythm. Just let, let the play unfold in front of you. Don't do too much. Don't do too little, too. I also want to see some offensive line presence. I want to see him, yeah. you know, uh, 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 alerting, checking the mic, changing the play if need be. And just, you know, I want to see Sam be in control of this offense. We're also being joined right now by Panther Rule. Panther Rule, what's up, bro? Hey, guys. Hey, man, happy you could join us. Uh, yeah, jump right into this. Uh, what are you yeah. thinking about uh, getting the, our first glimpse of Sam Darnold tomorrow? Well, I, I can't wait. Um, I've kind of got myself comfortable with the fact of either way, there are going to be um, people that's going to hate on it. Uh, yeah, unless, right. unless Sam comes out and lights everybody's up and – the first quarter throws for 300 and some yards and 20 touchdowns. Somebody's going to find something he did wrong. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But I, I'm like you. I'd like to see how the left tackle lines up, situation in particular. I want to see oh, who yeah. lines up at the offensive line. Um, True. I know that uh, the other day, I think it was Thursday, uh, they had uh, Motrin at left tackle a lot because they gave Cam Irving kind of time off or whatever they did. So, um I'm just really curious how all that plays out. I, I just don't – I guess maybe they – unless somebody pops up, I don't see I – I have trouble seeing the coaching staff, and maybe I'm naive on this, letting Cam Irving just not play at all until week one just so he doesn't get hurt when you know he's always going to get hurt anyway. So. <laughs> Yeah, and listen, that's the perfect um, segue to one of the main things that I was looking forward about talking to tonight. Uh, and by the way, anyone who has their TV up in the background, uh, either mute your microphone while you're on or uh, turn the volume a little bit lower. But um, So basically, this is one of the main things I'm wanting to talk about. Uh, I'm going to share with you a little bit of this um, uh, blip from Joe Person at The Atlantic. Uh, the most talked about camp talk topic. Is Taylor Moten at left tackle? Yes, Moten got plenty of reps on the left side, but the Panthers' thinking remains the same as three weeks ago. Their best offensive line configuration has Moten at right tackle and Cam Irving at left. That could change, but the Panthers so far like what they're seeing from Irving. Matt Rule would go on to say, actually, Cam's done really well on the left side. I think the zone scheme really helps him out. He doesn't have to move a lot of guys, general manager Scott Fitter said. Oh, that was Fitter. Uh, he says he's got the length and the foot quickness. Um, he's gone against some really good guys against the Colts and the Ravens, and he's held his own and done a great job out there. Now, far be it from me to call 
our GM or our coaches liars. I mean, who am I to tell them what they're seeing, right? But I know there have been multiple people who have been at training camp, who have watched some of the one-on-ones, and Cam Irving hasn't really impressed anyone. On top of that, he's on the sideline most of the time. So, I mean, this continues to kind of bolster the opinion that I have that Taylor Moten is eventually going to be starting at left tackle. So I'm going to bounce this question around to everyone, um, and I'll start with Tony Dunn, because Tony Dunn has been saying for the longest that Cam Irving will indeed be our left tackle. So, Tony, do you have any faith in Cam Irving to actually maintain that left side like our coaches and GM thinks that he will? You know, I just to be honest, I only know what people have told me about him. You know, I probably, if I really wanted to answer your question with an informed opinion, I would have gone back and tried to watch every Dallas Cowboys game for the last two or three years, no matter how sickening that kind of just sounds in its own right. Um, But from what I've heard about Kim is that, um, you know, he was a rotation, you know, he's a bounce around guy in Dallas, right? So, yeah, I think it might be hard to evaluate his position or his play entirely when week in and week out, they're asking him to kind of play a different spot. You know, one week you're on the right, the next week you're in this on guard, uh, playing guard, depending on who's hurt or whatever. And he played behind uh, some really good people in Dallas, right? They've known for having a, have been having a strong line. Um, And I've had Dallas fans tell me that Cam Irving isn't awful. He just looks terrible playing. Right. So like he'll, he'll like fall down, but somehow slow the guy down. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's ugly. Um, so I don't I, I don't really know if I have faith or don't have faith. I, I would say I do not have faith in any player who plays left tackle for the Carolina Panthers <laughs> until Damn. otherwise somebody shows me uh, something else. Because for the last nine years, all I've been doing is talking about this. You know, this is not a new conversation for us. Every damn preseason, we have a Cam Irving, it feels like. <laughs> Except for yeah, one yeah. year, maybe, we had Jordan Gross. But, I mean, if it's By- it's Byron Bell one year. It's Michael Orr the next. Michael Orr is the best of all of them, mm-hmm. right? Uh, yeah. We could have fixed you- it in the draft. Yeah, and we Sorry, never did it. to say it, but we could have. <laughs> oh, yeah. You know, we also said that like seven times over the last seven years, and so many <laughs> times the, those dudes yep. have been bust, too. How many people have we all, like, and then if we would have drafted them, it would have been a nightmare. So, to me, I'm just accustomed to this feeling. Um, I would, I, I'm going to answer your question with a follow-up question is that, what is the benefit of not making the veteran guy who's had reps the starter at this point? Like, what, I mean, what is the benefit of not making, or, or you know what I'm saying? If Cam Irvin, we have play tape, they kind of believe in what, you know, just his experience um, and some of his ability, why would you not play him? And I think the only answer for me that I would, like, interesting, I guess, is like you're gonna, you could argue that Mo, you should play Moten on the left, but then should you also then put Cam on the right? Yeah, and so to me, this is my first – this is the first time where I can really say that I'm departing with our, our coaches here because I, I believe that they're delaying the inevitable. Uh, everybody knows where I stand. 
I, I'm on this Taylor Moten left tackle train, and I, I feel like our coaches are too, but they have this guy that they brought in in free agency. They brought him in for a reason with the intention of playing left tackle, and I feel like maybe there's some pride and some ego kind of in play here when it comes to this decision. But um, Friday, Taylor Moten did take a ton of snaps at left tackle. It's so hard to see, and I only have two clips. But th- that's him against Titus Howard uh, doing a good job locking out and, and moving him around. Um, that's the only uh, pass protection play uh, that I can grab. Then um, another one that I found, uh, which was some good run blocking uh, on a quick screen pass going to Terrace Marshall. We also have Taylor Moten here at left tackle using his arm length and athleticism and just getting out and being aggressive, man. And all the reports are is that Taylor Moten continues to learn the position. He continues to progress. Man, I'm thinking that this is inevitable. And I really, I don't, you know, I don't have a lot of faith in Cam Irving, mainly for the injury concerns, first and foremost. But if he can play left tackle, I'm happy. Um, I just don't buy it. Um, I'm going to pass it to someone else. Nick, what are you thinking, man? So, I mean, if if Moulton looks great at left tackle, I'm okay with the move, but he would have to look pretty good. Like, one of the top left tackles in the league, sort of good. And I know that that would take a little bit of time to get there because he's still getting used to the position. Um, but, I mean, the left side is the most important side. And if the dude can play left tackle just as good as he can play right tackle or even close – that's one thing. But yeah. the videos that we've seen other than those two today, they haven't they haven't given us a, a hugely great feeling about it. You know, and on top of that, we already know the guy is great at being a right tackle. So it's if you're taking him and putting him at the left tackle and he's not playing as good, who are you going to put at the right tackle that's going to play even close to as good? Yeah. You know, it's going to be one of those scenarios where we're going to have to shift around tight ends to for extra blocking just so that way Darnold doesn't get killed. I mean, maybe that's so I feel like going forward, especially in these preseason games, you already know my eyes are going to continue to be on Brady Christensen because I'm hoping that Brady Christensen is going to be able to step up and fill that spot. But another, one of the reasons why I'm not as gung-ho on the Christensen to right tackle thing just yet is because I think Trent Scott um, could be a legitimate contender to fill in that right side if Taylor Moten did move to the left. And another point, important thing to mention before we go forward here is that is the Panthers' backup plan. I mean, this is documented now. Taylor Moten is our backup left tackle in case anything happens to Cam Irving. And, you know, knowing Cam Irving's injury history, that's why I said it kind of feels like on the low the Panthers are just preparing for this, uh, for this inevitable, you know, left tackle switch to happen. Shout out to 89 J-Stubbs. Kate Pound and hopefully some ones get some work. Yeah, we'll see some ones. Um, Zach, do you feel strongly about this left tackle position? Do you feel, do you trust that our coaches are telling the truth when they say that they think Cam Irving will be able to hold down this spot? Uh, I mean, I, I hope he can, uh, but evidence shows that he hasn't been able to so far in his career. Right. Um, I mean, I think I think they're going to move Moten over to the left at some point in this season and play Christensen at the right tackle. I just, it seems like it's going to happen. I didn't think that at first, but you converted me. 
<laughs> I, hey man, like, I'll, I'll, I'll wear on you eventually, dude. I do it dude. to everyone. I've been watching <laughs> for a while, and you got all the infectious ideas. Yeah, man. It just I I foresee it being an inevitability, but yeah. um, I can certainly be wrong. Um, I want to bring up something yeah, else about Cam real quick. Um, yeah, man. Like where, like all the discuss, actually, I just was Googling him a little bit and I had forgot he only played one year with the Cowboys. Mm-hmm. Before that, he played a year or, or he played a year, two years with the Chiefs, I think. Mm-hmm. And he was drafted by the Browns and the Browns being a notoriously awful organization at that time. Um, the most criticism of of him seems to have come actually in his time of Kansas City where he was asked to play left tackle for like a you know a significant amount of time in in one season because of an injury and but he also played left tackle left guard and right tackle that season and then similarly he was next he was let go because i guess his contract was up Dallas picked him up and on a one year deal and then he the same situation arises as a backup kind of swing a player that's just versatile that can play up and down a little bit. Now, here's one thing that stood out to me though. I'm reading this Kansas City blog. It says this: while most of the Chiefs' kingdom was critical of Irving's play on the field, there's no denying that he was an A plus teammate. Irving was the ultimate team player, willing to do whatever the team asked of him. He was always one of the first players to hurry to the aid of Alex Smith and Patrick Mahomes if they were hit late with any sort of extracurriculars on the field. He was also always there to celebrate the success of his teammates. So I could see how this free agent, this veteran free agent, if those are some of the personal uh, characteristics of him as kind of team rah-rah, that ruling them are not quick to just say, take a seat, buddy. Yeah. No, we saw that last season too. With Teddy Bridgewater and Tahir Wade. Tired. Tired whitehead, yeah. And you're you're right. Um, But here is that if you do start moving pieces around, it does sound like at least Irving isn't going to be a handicap. If you say, you know what, we're going to need you to play guard. Yeah, you know whose opinion I really want to get on this. He's the C three Panther legend, Nova Black himself. Nova Black, what's What's up, up, baby? What's up, Nova? Hey, man. What's going on? What's going on? Hey, how you living, bro? Man, I'm living good, man. Down here, I made it. I can finally got myself out of Georgia, man, and got myself back into the Carolinas. Hey, nice. that's what's up. <laughs> nice. Welcome home, baby. Welcome home, man. Hey, but yeah. look, man, I want to get you right in on this, uh, on this conversation, Nova. We're talking about that left tackle position. And yeah. if you – yeah, listen, I know you hear me blabber on all the time. My opinion is my opinion is well known. I think Taylor Moten's moving to the left side. I think it's inevitable. The coaches are telling us that they believe in Cam Irving at left tackle, and knowing his history, knowing that we haven't really heard much from him during this training camp, I'm not buying it, Nova. What say you, man? All right, so let me give you all my little two cents on this. Right. So from the way I look at it, right, I try to look at it as an overall perspective because I, I try to look at the whole team building process from a GM perspective. Yeah. So I got Taylor Moulton here, this prize right tackle that I just signed for, you know, for this for a sweet deal for, compared yep. to what was just recently signed before him. 
So now I'm looking at Cam Irving. Yeah, okay, he was serviceable in Dallas, and it's not a lot of tape on it, uh, but it's a lot of highlights and stuff. You can catch glimpses of him here and there. It, but they like, like you know what I'm saying? Yeah. My man Tony said they moved him around a lot, so you know it's kind of hard to really get good at one spot in the NFL if you're there shuffling you around. So right. he's serviceable there. With his injury history and stuff like that, I feel I feel like that's why they see what Moulton can do. Because if you remember, back under the Rivera regime, Moulton looked pretty good. Showed some flashes at the little time he did over there. That's also, what I'm saying. Yeah. Coming in college, Moulton was a backup. He was the primary right tackle, and he would play backup left tackle here and there. Right. So he is not like he's foreign to it. He's even did press conferences where he mentioned when he talked about you know, how naturally it felt for him. So I'm thinking, you know, fitters looking back and rulers looking back and they can, they're thinking about all of this and they say, let's see what this kid can do. So let's look down mid-season, the end of the season, the beginning of next season. He still got all these years on that contract. We're going to start him off in a training camp with, at left tackle and let Cam Irvin go and save some money. Yeah, I, I you brought up a good point with the money too, man. Like, I don't know how much we're ultimately on the books for this year for Cam Irving, but yo, wouldn't it be a dream come true if our franchise left tackle was on the roster the whole time? Uh, I mean, like that's the dream right there. And, and especially if we end up drafting a guy in this series of draft that's able to come in and fill in at that right tackle spot and do a good job. Like, man, that's a dream come true scenario as far as I'm concerned for the Panthers. I'll let anyone jump in on this who, who wants to who wants to I mean, get in. We're used to seeing our left tackle out. So, I mean, it makes sense that we take Moten, put him at, uh, you know, get him with the ones. Because at some point I feel like he's going to come in just because of injury alone. Yeah. I, think he can, I can think he can do it. Oh, I really do think he'll be a pro bowler someday at doing it if he's given a chance to do it long term. Yeah, I mean, I have no reason to not believe in Taylor Moten. I understand the mindset of people who say that, man, that this guy is a tremendous right tackle. Don't ruin a good thing and put him in a position where he doesn't belong. I understand that. But I've also seen a bunch of other players do it before. So why is it that other players can do it, but Taylor Moten can't? Like, do people Who's not believe done it, this, though? How, who's really done it, though? Have we seen a bunch of players do it? Well, so saw we Jordan Gross do it. Yep, that's right. 100% Jordan Gross he, did. If he sucks, just put him back on the right. I mean, it's not that Right? That yeah. Hard. I mean, but uh, the the Jordan Gross, somebody pointed out to me is Jordan Gross played left tackle in college. And he played one year at right tackle in the pros. And then, so he, I, I you know, is, is there anybody else? And it's not even like more of a challenge. I just don't even know. Um, I guess maybe I'm still Byron Bell shell-shocked, right? We said the same thing. Byron Bell is not awful at right tackle, not like awful, awful. And then Dave Gettleman came out and told us he was left-handed, so he's going to be better at on the left side, and he was awful. That was a joke. It was. Yeah, so. it was. That still brings up uh, terrible memories for yeah. – uh, many of Panthers fans that named Byron Bell. I wonder what name brings up more tackle – PTSD. Byron Bell Mike or, 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 or Matt oh. Khalil? Oh, yeah. Rimmers, Rimmers is the one. Yeah, Rimmers, Rimmers is the one. Yeah, Rimmers. You weren't even going to say it, and I knew yeah. it. Mike Rimmers. 
Yeah, Don't for forget me, it's Nate Taylor. For me, it's Matt Khalil because we paid him $50 million to play. Oh, that, was, that was what I was going to say. It didn't anger me. It just disappointed me. Yeah, Matt Khalil angers me for the money part, but I will always hate Mike Remmers because he cost us a Super Bowl. Mike Remmers for me, man. Yeah. yeah. Uh, what a bad night, dude. Dude, how about Mike Remmers was a tackle? That tanked the chances of not one but two Super Bowl games. Yeah, yeah. The Panthers yeah. and the Chiefs, dude. Wow. And, 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 how did he stay in the league that long, though? And not only because he, uh, because he was, he was moved to uh, Rimmers. No, nah, I don't think Rimmers was a first. Oh, no, no, nah, nah, he was a wa- he was a, uh, he was under was. My bad. Um, yeah, so he's he just sucks at tackle. Um, and, but he is okay as kind of a rotational player. So he went and signed that big deal with Minnesota. He just yeah. absolutely was a turd there, just like he was with us. You know, with us, I always said this about Mike Rimmers, is he played well for the first 12 games, and then he hit a wall. Yep. He's and, like, after week 12, he just was, like, burnt, spent. And that's how I felt that 2015 team was, you know, is that like by the time we got to the, he was on skates, you know, and he, that, he ruined it and he played our right tackle position. But for Kansas City, the only reason he was playing in that Super Bowl is because their line well, got sir. ate up by yeah. injuries. Yeah. Hey, uh, another thing I wanted to mention, and I remember being very high on this guy uh, when he came through the draft. Another name that's been making the rounds and Panther Rule mentioned it first. So, I'll let you be the one to jump in first on this. Um, Andre Dillard, the left tackle for the Philadelphia Eagles, is rumored to be on the trade block. Um, He's had some injuries, and he was also behind a Pro Bowl left tackle. I don't know if these rumors are true or not. Um, Is this someone that you would be interested in bringing in? And then I'll throw this question to everyone. Go ahead, Matt. Yeah, if – depending on the price they want for him and his yeah. injury issues. He actually has surgery last year. What kind, of sur- what kind of surgery did he have? Um, I-, I think it was knee surgery or something. That's what I said. It- it'd, have to- it'd have to depend on his medical. I-, I would be interested. I liked him in college, though. That's the truth. I kept thinking the Panthers ought to yeah. trade up to get Andre Dillard. And if I can remember correctly, they folks at the time said that Little was good in – run blocking but not pass blocking and Andre Dillard was a complete opposite. He was good right. at pass blocking but not run blocking. So I figure well little fail, we'll see what he can do. But like I said, it depends on what they want and what we can give for him and his injury issues. Yeah, I he was at the uh uh Washington State. No no yeah. no no it was um what what team did he play for? I think yeah, it was that's Washington, right. Washington yeah. State. Washington yeah, yeah, State. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I Washington just looked it up. State. It looked like he had bicep surgery, actually. Yeah. But yeah, I right. did hear the four-man rush people saying lower leg problems or something like that. Well, yeah. I mean, I remember being very high on him once upon a time. I mean, at listen, we've been needing to fix this left tackle position for so long. Jordan for, Yeah, for the past few drafts in a row, I've been wanting us to, you know, explore taking a left tackle. We passed on Andre Dillard in favor of Brian Burns, which that worked out. Uh, I, w- I would say we expect big things uh, from Spider-Man. But, you know, I did really like this film. Um, up there in Washington, they asked him to do a whole lot of pass protection. 
They rarely ever ran the football. Those were those air raid offenses up there in the Pac-12. So, I mean, you know, how much would you be willing to trade for Andre Dillard at this point? And is our left tackle position bad enough that you would be willing to do it? Uh, we'll go to Nick. What you saying, Nick? I'm not against it, depending on what the price is. I mean, I've never seen the guy play, but with how shallow we're looking on the line as far as guys that we can rely on, one more body isn't going to hurt. Yeah. You know, plus, from what I've been told, they're short, so they're short on offensive linemen, specifically tackles in the league, as well as defensive ends. We, we have a plethora of the defensive ends that we could get rid of if we needed to. Not necessarily an absorbent amount, but a, a fair amount. Marquise Haynes, I'd like to keep him on the roster, but with how he played this past weekend, he's got some draft captain. He's hurt. Yeah, so, yep. What's up? Yeah, he is injured right now. Yeah, he was dealing with Dillard uh, hurt right now. No, no Marquise, uh, Haynes. Marquise Haynes is uh, for one oh, okay. to two weeks. He's yeah. out. Yeah. 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 All right. Uh, if you sign, if you traded for Dillard, though, he's in his third year. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right, and yeah. he was a yeah. first-round draft pick. So, say yeah. he turned you. You gave him. He got some opportunity this year. You kept him on his deal next year. You could exercise a fifth-year option on yeah. him. Mm-hmm. So it's not like you're trading yeah. for a guy who's in the very last year of his contract, where all the trade value needs to come right now. Yeah. Sure. Um, yeah. And, and yeah. we are not. We got. We're I'm not sorry. really stacked, locked, and loaded on the offensive line. So <laughs> despite people having hesitancies about this player, having that body on our team doesn't seem like necessarily uh, like a, a hindrance. So if you could get uh, – I wouldn't even be mad if they did like a fourth-round draft pick. Yeah. yeah. He, cool he suffered that. a knee sprain last week. That's what it was. He was oh, okay. out oh, last cool. year for – he was out last year for his bicep. But last week he had a knee sprain, and it was just precautionary. Don't play him. Yeah. How many sacks have he, has he given up, though, like through his career or through his season? Well, so he hasn't really even played that much. No. Uh, he was behind their left tackle, I think. I forget who their left tackle is. It was uh, Jason uh, Peters. Well, Jason, yeah, yeah, Jason, Jason Peters. Peters. I knew it was yeah. a Peters. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and he didn't really get a, a ton of playing time. Uh, and then the times that he did, uh, he's been injured. Uh, you know, they had the bicep injury. Now he's dealing yeah. with the knee sprain. Also, yeah. keep in mind that knowing that Scott Federer is the type of guy that we think is going to want more picks than higher premium picks, so he's yeah. going to want to trade back. We're probably going to end up recouping whatever we would end up trading for Andre Dillard anyway. So yeah. I'm trade not coming. If I, if they trade the seventh rounder, we just got. That's yeah, true. <laughs> yeah, that's a good I mean, move right there. I mean, I'd be willing to trade a fifth a fifth round pick and maybe Christian Miller. No way, no way, not Christian. That's too much untapped potential right there. I no, let's what is Christian Miller? <laughs> what is Christian yeah, Miller? I don't, I don't think Miller plays at all for the Panthers, man. Yeah, I, this, yeah. I like. Yeah. I think yeah. that he could just be on the bench all year, or the practice squad, or trade someone like Greg Little to them. Well, and also we're right? we're hearing a ton of reports uh, that Frankie Louvu um, is another edge rusher in training camp that's been balling out during the stand. Yeah. So uh, you know, I mean, Miller I think could be might, expendable. 
Yeah, one hundred percent. And he has to prove himself. You know, we've yeah. talked about what happens if you take off for a COVID year or whatever. You know, if the team frowns upon you or not, I don't yep. know. But you know, especially if another guy is able to come in here and really put together some good plays. Yeah, Miller might be fighting for a job, man. Remember, uh-huh. Miller is a hurdy pick. True. So this yeah, this regime has no allegiance to him whatsoever. And he opted out last year too, so you don't have any like reason to like any tape that says, man, he could really blow up. Yeah. Right. Are we kind of short on corner though? This because the uh, pride's out for the year, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Troy Pride. Pride is out for the year. Bouye's out for the I'm first not, couple weeks. I'm not certain Pride would uh, make the roster anyway. I mean, he's a body though. I mean, yeah. 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 Is, uh, I mean, this just means Keith Taylor is definitely making the roster, for yeah. sure, yeah. for sure. Yeah, and they got they got to make some more cuts Tuesday of next week. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. That ought to be. Uh, is that the final? What is it? That's not the final. No, no, no. no there's there's no. one more after that. Yeah, okay. I think they cut down to eighty. I think next something time. like that. Yeah, didn't they raise it? They like, took the amount you can have. What on the uh, final roster? That, that, they, yeah. they did it like they did last year. Okay. Same rules apply. I think the practice squad year, is but. bigger. I think the the normal squad is the same, like fifty three. Yeah, they did expand the practice squad. Yeah. No, but uh, you're right though. I don't know if Troy Pride would have made the roster. Um, I think uh, Stanley Thomas Oliver is a name that continues to impress in training camp. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kenny Robinson, uh, but he's more That's of a, a big one. safety, he's safety player. Yeah, but uh, Robinson is another player that uh, has continued to impress, mm-hmm. continues to make plays. Um, Kenny and- Robinson reminds me of Josh Norman. He just finds a way to get the ball. Mm. Touche. Yeah, yeah. All right, that's a that's the first time I've heard that comparison. I I, I like that though. I want I definitely want to see more of him. And he does have um, that attitude too. Yeah, yeah. That's another thing I've heard. You really. He's got that aggressive – dude, I feel like our defensive backfield this year has so much more attitude oh, for than sure. it has for in sure. such a long time. Yeah, I mean, because uh, Jackson and uh, and Horn are both yeah. mouthy corners. Miles Hartfield recently. Miles Hartfield missed a game last week due an injury. But he should be – they said that he's been playing nickel uh, – like he played nickel some last year, but he's been playing nickel, so – he could add a lot to that corner depth. He he's listed as a safety, but he yeah. plays nickels. So right now he's our third. Right now he's our third string strong safety. Yeah. Um, we're being joined by Cole Allen. Cole, what's up, dude? Hey, how you doing, guy? Doing good, man. Doing good. Happy you can join us again, man. Yeah. Um, so yeah, let's let's navigate this conversation towards. Uh, this play or this uh, preseason? <laughs> I was about to say playoff game. What the hell am I smoking? If only this preseason, <laughs> this <laughs> preseason football game. You're talking playoffs? <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> uh, let's uh, so let's let's jump into this a little bit. Let's kind of preview this matchup. Uh, we don't really know. Do we know how many starters are playing for the the Ravens? I, I, I don't. Gonna, like, is Lamar playing? A lot of them. Yeah, I don't know if too many starters are playing. So that kind of, you know, I'm interested to see what kind of um, talent we end up playing uh, in that first quarter and how long they play for. But um, 
the, this this defense, uh, specifically the interior of our defensive line, I want to see them really turn it on. I'm talking about sure. Bravion Roy. Um, I, I'm even wanting to see some uh, Gross Matos on the inside, yeah. kicking him into that five technique, running that NASCAR package. Um, that's something that they did a lot last year. Um, what was the guy from the UK? F.A. Obata. They did that there. They did that with F.A. Obata last year. Yep. Um, I'm really wanting to see some more aggression from our defensive line. Um, I'll just let whoever wants to jump in here. What, uh, what are you? What, what's the one thing that you're really looking forward to in this matchup? Uh, pick six by Nixon. I like that. Uh, he he. Uh, uh, well, you know we've got we've got six defensive tackles that I would say are projected to make the roster. Normally, or no, not six. I'm sorry, five. Normally, we only keep four. Do they keep Nixon in the thought process that he could play maybe end if he had to? Because you, you're going to look at him. Like he caught that ball. Yeah. I mean, because you, you, you're going to do Phil Hoskins, Braven Roy, or Nixon. One of them, I, mean, I feel, has a chance not to make the roster. Based on his film, I feel like the dude is a damn good three tech. Yeah. I mean, someone, someone that you can put in there in that pass rushing defensive tackle position and just let them go and feast, especially putting him next to Derek Brown. That guy oh, truly yeah. has nightmare potential. Uh, yeah. He might be a real steal for us uh, in, what was it, the fifth round, I think, that we yeah. picked him up? Yeah, I think yeah, so. Yeah, crazy good, uh, crazy good on, uh, At the training camp, they kept on knocking down balls at the line, man, like yeah. all the time, batting the balls. Great Reaper, shout out for the twenty dollars, brother. Thank you so much. Certainly appreciate that love bomb. Shout out to uh to Grim Reaper. Um yeah, let's get someone else in on this. Cole, man, what what are you looking forward to? We didn't get your opinion on uh Sam Darnold. We will see Sam Darnold uh for the first time tomorrow playing in some live action. Uh what are you hoping to see from Sam? Uh, I'm hoping I'm hoping because he's not going to be playing long, so I'm hoping he can at least get a good drive in, maybe a touchdown. I'm hoping just see more of the starters playing and stuff rather than the backups in the last game. Okay. Yeah. Um, Do you guys yeah. think Christian McCaffrey will play? Absolutely. No, I don't think so. No. Nope. I think he'd do one drive. That's what I was going to say. Maybe. Maybe. I don't think. I don't think he'll play. see Christian I don't think into the I don't think. Uh, Christian, DJ, or Brian, or even Derek Brown will play. I don't think or Robbie Anderson at all. Or Robbie. He... Yeah, based on I don't, his I don't year last year and the he injuries that he had. Did he really? DJ did, yeah. He, oh, he hurt his back yeah, yesterday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah. I know Robbie did at least a couple times over the last couple weeks. Yeah, Robbie. Yeah. Robbie, Robbie his Yeah, Robbie and yeah. DJ both missed practice. Yeah, so in my mind, like, Really, let some of the other guys get some more work. I'm talking about Shy Smith. Give him some more time. Terrace Marshall. Yeah, definitely more Terrace Marshall. I mean, we have have guys that are on the team that that are serviceable enough to be some good, uh, you know, easy receptions for Sam to throw the ball to. No need to put in Christian, DJ Moore, Robbie Anderson. Nah, another time, another day. I, I, I might not even put him in. Uh, against Pittsburgh, I, I think no, Chuba I Hubbard have. starts this game, and he needs to show that yeah. he can catch the ball out of the backfield. For sure, yeah, for good sure. Good point, too, yeah. man. I'll hit another name, yo. 
yeah. we, we don't talk about him a lot. Sam Tecklenburg played the entire game last week at center. Yeah, we've kind of overlooked really him, well. and he. he I, I'm curious to see how he performs. He may be a hidden center that that uh, starting center someday that we're not paying attention to. Yeah, that, that would be a good story for him because they cut him last year. Yeah, and he, if I remember right. correctly, yeah, when when he w- initially was going to retire instead of coming to the NFL, but Matt Rule talked him out of it. Oh wow! If I remember that correctly, and so, then I mean, also correct me if I'm yeah. wrong, but aren't we under the last year of Matt Paradis's contract? Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So listen, center. Is going to be another position that we might end up having to replace uh, sometime soon. And yeah, that's a great point that you mi- yeah. mentioned. Texanberg did look really good out there. Um, I might even have some film of our boy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Pat Epline uh, can play center. We've, we've used him before at center in practice. So they must really believe in him and to a certain degree as yeah. like the backup. Um, that they're that they're gonna roll with this year because yeah. it's not like they're trying some other people in that no. spot too throughout the game. They're like, we want to give you all the reps and keep your development up. And I uh, I have a uh, a clip right here of uh, I believe this is Tefflenberg playing center. Uh, I mean, yeah, this is some all twenty two here. Shout out. Uh, Tim Jenkins for putting this clip out on YouTube. Really good stuff for our, for our entire offensive line here. Uh, the center and the guards are working in tandem with one another. Brady Christian has a- excellent feet on that play. Um, that looks really nice. Yeah, that whole that whole play by the offensive line looks really impressive. Um, another thing I wanted to mention was this. Uh, you know, obviously Sam Darnold is the name that we're the most excited for, but um, J.C. Horn uh, is going to see yeah. some action tomorrow, too. Oh, now, yes. The, his rival in the draft, Patrick Sertain, um, already had a uh, interception in his first preseason. And a touchdown. A pick six. Yeah, yeah, a pick six. So the bar the bar has been set pretty high, but um, what are we expecting to see from J.C., man? Uh, you know, I know we're all hoping they stunts, but two pick sixes. <laughs> yeah, right. I wish. If only. If only. I wish. So, something tells me after the <laughs> that first would be one, cool, that's though. when they're gonna. <laughs> something tells me if he gets one yeah. pick six, that's when they're probably gonna pull him out of the game just yeah. to kind yeah, of save sure. him for the Jets. For sure. You know, but I I don't think he's. I'd like to see him get a pick six. I don't think he will. I just yeah, want to see him tough. basically be all over any receiver that he's covering yeah if he can shadow shadow a receiver that'd be nice yep who is the ravens number one receiver uh is it hollywood brown or sammy Watkins, maybe yeah so sammy Watkins is on their team hollywood brown dude i wanted sammy oh clemson versus south carolina (laughs) yeah man yeah dude i wanted sammy to be we already know he's going on that so yeah clemson duh no shit Yeah. Um, <laughs> don't say that. But, but uh, yeah, yeah, right, right, right. Um, but uh, I'm, I'm actually kind of, uh, you know, you mentioned someone mentioned Truba Hubbard uh, <clears throat> catching passes, and I yeah. think that's going to be a really big deal for him if he can continue to advance in that area of his game. 
I would, you know, easily see a scenario where we're choosing Chuba Hubbard over Bonifant, who Absolutely. he's kind of in a war with in that Is number two running back spot. Um, I don't know. I haven't seen an injury report. Um, I expected him to play tomorrow. Who's the other running back? I can't remember. Uh, so we have Rodney Smith. Rodney yeah. in training camp. I went. The Ravens' number one wide receiver is Sammy Watkins. Yeah, that's a bad sign. So Watkins versus Horn. Oh, what about the? Yeah. They got the rookie, uh, Bateman. He hurt. Though, or right? he's hurt. He's hurt right now. Yeah. 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 Uh, yeah so our running back is, uh, depth is Reggie Bonifant, Chuba Hubbard, and Rodney Smith. Rodney Smith looked good. I thought he looked all right last year. In training camp. I mean that backup spot in my mind. That's Chuba's, Chuba's uh, spot for the taking. Yep, it, it should be, it should be. But uh, Rodney Smith has been doing pretty good in training camp from everything yeah. that I've been hearing. Yeah, I heard something so. about he was injured the other day, but that may just been something. I'm not certain about that. Let me. Yeah, that out. was last Thursday. I think it was last Thursday or last Friday. Okay. He was okay. He was. He got carted okay. off. I haven't heard anything since. So. But you see Chuba running that, that ball, like, what was that, 40-yard run? I yep. think it was 60, wasn't it? Yeah. Was it 60? Yeah, I think, so. I think it was 60. That but was when nice you look play, at, When you look at the numbers, though, that was the majority of his day. His I mean, day. Those, yeah, those running yards, that one play um, accounted for most of his day. So but If, know, he's, one, the, if he's, yeah, the right? ball, he's probably all he's going to get is that one play. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I want to see some more consistency from him, too, you know. Uh, catching passes, but you know, you know, picking up yards, man. Um, yeah, uh, another player who I think uh, has the potential to be our future starting right guard is Deontay Brown, mm-hmm. number seventy-seven. Uh, and that Blastoise. guy, people move, yeah, man. Yeah, dude, yeah. Blastoise, bro. Just about um, super powerful, dominant with his hands, dominant in the run game. Apparently, that's gotten better in his pass protection. Um, we might have really found some gems in the trenches this year, man. Um, oh, yeah. Hope so. I mean, Deontay Brown, Davion Nixon. I mean, there, we have some guys on this and on this team even, right now. Even Phil Hoskins, he played pretty good last week against the Colts. Yep. Yeah, man. Yeah, how can we forget Phil? Uh, big snack. Big snack. <laughs> yeah, big snack, as they call him. Um, so Panther Rule brought up a good question earlier. So if we're down, if we're only going to keep five defensive tack—I mean, five defensive tackles—if you have the choice between Bravion Roy, Phil Hoskins, and Davia Nixon, who doesn't make it? Keep Nixon. Yeah. They, I, they'd probably put Hoskins on the practice squad if I had to guess. I wouldn't put but, Hoskins uh, on yeah, the practice I, squad, I, honestly. I. I Get rid of Bravion Roy. He has a better I, chance of making yeah. a new way. I don't know. He's a Matt Rule guy, though. Yeah, and he, yeah, he but didn't, didn't Bravion didn't Bravion do good for us last so, year? Also, he was solid. I thought. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought he had a good rookie year for like a sixth round pick. I do. Yeah. Did is Haskins really good, or have we just seen one preseason game, preseason game. and we like his nickname a lot? Good point. <laughs> that, that, that could be. <laughs> that, that could be it. it. It would be interesting to see how he plays out the rest of the preseason. True. Yeah. But yeah, if you play, have an affinity for a guy named Big Snack. You know, I mean, that's just something like that just sounds right about the position. 
But Tony yeah. Dunn, I mean, honestly, if he plays the rest of the preseason the way he played that first game, it's going to be a hard press not to keep him on the open, uh, 53-man roster. That's true. Yeah. yeah, dude, it sounds like him and Frankie Louvu have played themselves into that spot, man. Those are two games that I continue yeah. to hear, man. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but, I'm sorry. If you got to be careful, because like like we're talking about, Nixon ain't going nowhere. But but there will there will be other teams, especially maybe the Ravens, could spot him as a as an end if he slips the free, if they think they're going to hide him. So he won't go nowhere because yeah, the Ravens Ravens or any other team could scoop him up real quick if he goes out shows out training camp or preseason mm-hmm. tomorrow. These preseason so. games are really important for us right now, man. Yeah, and, exactly. and, you know, I, I, I genuinely feel like we have a couple of guys that we're looking at that are contenders to fight for a starting job. I'm talking about guys like Brady Christensen, um, at Davion, Davion Nixon, uh, Deontay Brown. Yeah, who was that you said? Uh, uh, gross. Oh, what, gross mod- oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Gross mod- I thought you meant Jordan Gross. I'm like, nah, did you miss somebody? <laughs> Not that one. Not that one. <laughs> Cody, yeah, you uh, already know who I'm rooting for, man. He's, yeah, he's my cousin. sleeper pick. Yeah, yeah dude. <laughs> my, my, my brother from another mother, you know? Yeah, Aaron Aaron Montiero holding it down for the Montiero yeah, number, number 62. He, he looked really good last week. His film from college that I've seen, I wasn't impressed with, but he definitely stepped up his game. Granted, his college film was from three years ago. So I want to see him play just as good as he did last week. And if he can do that, I think he's going to sneak onto the roster. And I don't think he's going to kick the, somebody else off that, that we think is going to stay. Don't forget they have the Famer, Shy Smith. Yeah. And yeah. Someone even mentioned in one of their articles that Shy Smith was in a receiver battle. And I, I didn't know what to, what to make of that. I don't know if uh, if he's really in danger of being cut, I think our coaches love Shy Smith. Yeah, that's what it sounds um, like. Uh, yeah, I, 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 some of these folks that write these articles, I think they get all their information on ESPN and NFL Probably. Network. Yeah, I, I mean, they, they kind of read it, and oh yeah, I know I don't know. <laughs> all right, just before we move on from the D tackle thing, um, we kept four defensive tackles last year, like uh, last year, yeah, but. I don't think that was necessarily by choice entirely. We had we we had nine defensive linemen, nine offensive <clears> linemen. <throat> we kept seven receivers last year. Did we? You know, um, and ten defensive backs, and then we also had a fullback and three running backs. And I gotta believe there's a position group or two you can <clears throat> trim a spot. And yeah. I would like to see them pad the offensive and defensive line depth. Yeah. Um, so that's why you know maybe maybe you find a way to keep all three yeah, if that's you know, possible. With, with Nixon's quickness and ability, I, in certain situations, I don't see why he can't play defensive end. Maybe not in every down defensive end, but in certain situations, maybe like goal line. Why? Yeah, why you yeah, can't yeah. Can you uh, you think yeah. they're keeping KK on the wing in case they need somebody to come in? Maybe if somebody uh, goes down, I could see. But they brought him in training um, camp and then. At one time, yeah, they did I bring him in. No, well, no, no, he was there, like behind, like yeah, was, uh, I, 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 I think, I think he's kind of on their, on their speed dial if they need him. Yeah, that's what we, I mean. we just haven't needed him. Yeah, 
I mean, having well, one, that one roster spot is opened up because I don't think we're going to carry a fullback this year. I think they'll use yeah. Tommy Trumbull for that. Yeah. 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 I don't even know how much we'll even see Tommy Trumbull in that fullback position. It appears that they're continuing to want to incorporate him into the passing attack. Yeah, they too. used him as a receiver yeah, a lot last week. Yeah, and yeah. That, I'm loving it, dude. Two tight end sets. Beautiful. I, I want more of that. Dude. Yeah, dude, 100%. Dan Arnold and Tommy Tremble. Like, that might be a one-two punch that we're really not even um, not even on the radar yet. Of, of we haven't had that since doing. Greg Olson and Jeremy Shockey. Yeah, yeah 100%. Uh, and, you know, we, we haven't known what that looks like and feels like in a long time. Bill Belichick loves that shit. They've been doing that for years with the Patriots. Um, that's what they're going to try and do this year with Cam. Um, yeah, and I think that Sam has already shown a really good affinity for hitting Dan Arnold in practice, too. So. It's going to be a important year for Ian Thomas. Yeah, right, is yeah. Uh, we know that he was not necessarily in the highest regards last year, or at least if you just look at the usage of him, did you can't say they were in love with him. Uh, he did not play in the preseason, and on top of that, I just got to wonder is he's probably in the final year of his rookie contract, I'm guessing. He's not part yeah. of the Matt Rule era, and I haven't really heard his name in coming at training camp at all. He's like the invisible man. So yeah. if he doesn't perform quickly, you could see um, Trimble maybe stepping into that spot. I don't think he's going to make the roster, yeah. to be honest with you. Yeah, could, you could, think, could you see them using Ian Thomas in a trade for Andre Dillard if they're thinking about cutting him anyway? If I was the Eagles, I'd do that. That'd be amazing. Well, they already I got – well, I guess them, they though. would have to push on from Ertz then. Right, because I've heard a lot of cruddy stuff because I kept Dallas Godert in my fantasy yeah. draft, like my dynasty league. I kept him as a 17th round pick. Wow. And yeah. I was like, oh, this ain't bad. I might get a starting tight end with this. And then I started reading up on him, and they're like, okay, out of weight, out of shape, this and that. And Zach Ertz is, play- is back. I mean, if we can well, get Greg Little for something, I mean, they I mean that can get them to move off of Zach Ertz or yesterday. That's a good damn point. If we can get someone to trade for Greg Little, yeah, dude, we can get someone to trade for Ian Thomas, man. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I like yeah. the trade too. The GM. Yeah, uh, either that or I fear it's funny. Either trade him, or I kind of fear that the same thing that we thought was going to happen to Greg Little is going to happen to him. I don't think he's going to make this football team. I mean. Maybe we keep him at some depth. How many tight ends are we going to keep, do you think? We got like four right now, right? Yeah, yeah right now. Yeah. Uh, no, got, I think we, we got have, more than four. I think we got five, actually. Right now, yeah, we got, got Sullivan, we got, uh, we got Thomas. We got the uh, Giovanni uh, Six. Ricci guy. Yeah, Giovanni Ricci, Stephen Sullivan, Colin Thompson, Tommy Tremble. Yeah, that's six. Ian Thomas and Dan. Holy Arnold. shit. That's <laughs> I, didn't, I forgot about Colin Thompson. Yeah, yeah, I think we're yeah. keeping either two or three. I could see two, honestly. I could see Ian Thomas getting traded or a cut. Yeah, I, I, I could see us keeping three, but I don't know what we could be in more than that for. Yeah, well, and knowing how many, knowing how many receivers we're going to have to keep, knowing yeah. the offensive line depth that we're going to have to keep, you know, inevitably we're going to have to sacrifice on some other positions. Mm-hmm. Tight end seems to me the easiest. 
um, just because we do have a bunch of bodies that are, you know, doing a serviceable in camp right now. Um, but then another position uh, that I wanted to mention was safety, because Jeremy Chen is back in the news for a few different reasons. One, Jeremy Chen is doing this really cool thing. I don't know if you all have heard about this, yeah. but Jer Jeremy Chen is going to have an homage to a Carolina great player. It doesn't even have to be Panthers. It can be, you know, football, basketball, whatever. He's yeah. going to have someone, I believe, on his helmet or something representing. I think it's. That I think it's going to be for his pregame. Uh, his yeah, pregame. Pre That's what I saw. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you're right. It is a pregame outfit. And then uh, they're going to uh, sign the jersey and then donate the jersey to the charity of that player's choice. That's awesome. So real, real cool thing by Jeremy yeah. Chen already trying to, you know, continue to ingratiate himself to the Carolinas. You have to love that. Um, and then also from a football perspective, Phil Snow has said that um, even though we do intend to play him at safety, we are going to still have him as a linebacker from time to time we're going to yeah. find times to put him in the box and to use him as a blitzing safety oh, so yeah. this is very interesting to me and it kind of lets me know that they want to continue to capitalize on the speed and the aggression that jeremy chen represents um what what kind of role do you envision um uh jeremy chen filling for us this season do we have a full-time safety or are we still going to roam him around the football field pretty much wherever phil snow wants to line him up or it says a lot about our linebackers yeah good point huh? yeah. yeah terrible linebacker depth right now yeah terrible the biggest disappointment on the team so far i would say is denzel perryman i mean what has this guy done yeah nothing. absolutely nothing he's been hurt more than anything yeah. Well, and do we even know what his injury is at this point? Uh, I don't forgot. I'm not sure. I can. Uh, I'll look it up. But you know, he uh, he was like that when he went for the Chargers. I I personally went real high on him when he got here because I thought, well, maybe we'll get lucky and he'll stay healthy because he wasn't healthy. He only played in like uh, he only played for for like forty percent with the Chargers. He didn't play a lot with them because he was injured so much. All the time. Yeah, so you know him, Denzel Perriman and Greg Irving are the two um, free agent bring-ins by Scott Fitter that we're all kind of questioning because of their injury history, and yeah. it's already following them, and the season hasn't even started. So yeah, definitely not a good sign. 89J yeah. Stubbs with the 199 says Scott sounds like he hopes a decent tackle gets cut. Um, if they're a decent yeah, tackle, they're probably not. Yeah, they're probably cut. not going to get cut. Um, yeah. Which, you know, which does yeah. kind of make me think that they're, um, you know, if the rumors about Andre Dillard were true, you know, Scott Federer wanted to be in on every deal. Yeah. Um, it doesn't surprise me if the Panthers um, really put out fillers on that and see about potentially bringing Andre Dillard here. He I could see him making that move. Yeah, one hundred percent. Is um, you know, going back to uh, to Jeremy Chen. Yeah, uh, Zach, where where would you, where would you put him on this defense right now? 
I'd love I'd love to see him personally play like he did last year, uh, playing like as a as a uh, box safety kind of uh, playing with the linebackers. You know, kind of kind of like a Cam Chancellor esque kind of player. Yeah, Putting like the boom on as as much as I hated wood. the Seahawks in the mid twenty uh, tens, uh, Cam Chancellor always was one of my favorite players, and I'd love to see uh, Jeremy Chin take that kind of mold. I love this comparison here too, Jamal Adams type player. That that's who. Yeah. So yeah. yeah, and Jamal Adams uh, is pretty much the leader just, of that defense paid. over there. Yeah, yeah he's, he's so fat. Yeah. yeah, but he's going to get by somebody. <laughs> somebody, yeah, for sure. Yeah, hopefully it's with us too. Yeah, that'd um, be nice. But yeah, uh, Jeremy Chen um, has the potential to be a Jamal Adams type of player for us. And he's also the type of guy that is um, changing the formation of the defense at the line of scrimmage. Jamal yeah. Adams is really a do-it-all kind of player, and yeah. it appears as though it would appear as though uh, Jeremy Chin is the next in line to fulfill Luke Kickley's presence on this football team as that defensive leader, flying around, making plays. Um, that's what we're all kind of hoping that Jeremy Chen turns yeah. into at this point. That'd be amazing. Yeah, I hope he doesn't turn out like the Bob Sanders though for the Colts. Bob Sanders for the that's oh, a throwback. Cold, yeah, that's a throwback. He, he was great, but then he Ooh. went down so fast. It's so many injuries, so many just going mm. at players. But he yeah. was Bob he Sanders was, like was a, tiny though. Wasn't he? Yeah, and he, he was amazing. He loved to hit with his head, though, if I remember correctly. He yeah. was always wanting to hit with his head. Yeah. So I, I do see Jeremy Chin having a slight fall off of last year. I feel like that was kind of like the uh, the lucky yeah. rookie sort of deal, yeah. you know. So yeah. I'm I'm taming my expectations for this year on Jeremy Chin, but no matter what, I think he's going to be great this year. It's just yeah. I don't think he's going to necessarily be on the same level. Yeah, yeah, well, for sure. that, that's a good point. There's a thing called the sophomore slump yeah. that, that players go through. Do we foresee, um, you know, uh, Jeremy having a similar kind of thing happen to him this year? And could it be related to the fact that they really don't have a true home position for him? He yeah. has to be a master of none right be. now. That will be well, I think that he, this year he might actually get a more true position. It sounds like they're more interested in just playing him at safety rather than that hybrid role that he played last year. Um, and I don't know if they are going to be able to do that, given the fact we don't have any linebackers. It feel, well, we have a ton of linebackers, but we don't have any great traditional linebackers, it feels like. I mean, Shaq, Perryman, uh, a lot to prove for, I guess, Shaq, I think, at this point. Yeah. And, Carter, um, too. And isn't it isn't it yeah. going to be difficult for no matter what is like it's going to be hard to live up to what he did last year? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh god, yeah. Is it very yeah, it very good rookie? Year. Back back. Oh, that was so good. So good. <laughs> hard to repeat. We still lost that game. That shit pisses me off still. Yeah, yep. I know, dude. So <laughs> fucking thanks, thanks, Teddy. Yeah. Oh, we just need Thank to put that picture you. up for the rest of the night. The real jump yeah. on it. Yep. Yeah. Um, real quick, we had a question here. Uh, Fan Nom26, what are your thoughts on Frankie Louvu? Uh, earlier, we said that Frankie Louvu might have a chance to beat out a guy like Christian Miller. 
Um, so. you know, Christian Miller kind of seems like a bubble player right now. And from everything that we've all been hearing, Frankie Luvu has been an absolute nightmare um, in scrimmages against other players, too. He had a good preseason game. He yeah. continues to have a good camp. Like, this is a guy that is fighting to be a Carolina Panther, dude. And I love that. I, I love that kind of energy, that kind mm-hmm. of hit him attitude, um, you know, especially on pass rushing downs. I mean, sub packages are going to be big for us this year. That's why this, 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 yeah, this defensive line depth is really important for us right now. Guys like, um, you know, Nixon and Bravion Roy and Gross Matos and uh, Frankie Louvu, these are guys that are going to have to be able to come in on some third down plays and, and make some big boy stops, man. So right now it's looking like uh, he's going to make the team. I would bet right now if I had money that, uh, or, you know, if I was a betting man, that Frankie Louvu is going to be on our roster. I think uh, so. This season. Yeah. Yeah. I think. Obama, probably, so. I think. Uh, you, oh, go Obama. ahead. Who? Say again. Uh, FM, what, what's his name? Obata. FA Obata. I think we keep him just because he's from London. We need. Oh, he's he's not on the team anymore. He's on Buffalo. He's on Buffalo. Oh, really? I thought he was somewhere. Yeah. He's on the Last Buffalo year, Panthers, last, yeah. Last year was one of his best years, and that I think that was the last year on his contract, and yeah. then Buffalo picked him up, unfortunately. Yeah. Keep rumbling, baby. I don't think um, we keep Denzel Perryman. I think we yeah. will, just, just for the length well, of contract. It, if, we, if we don't, it won't be at the start of the season. Uh, I think that it's another ego thing. Uh, same thing with Cam Irving, Denzel Perryman, Elf Line to, the, to a lesser extent. They're going to give these dudes the benefit of the doubt. They're going to give them playing time. That's what they were brought in to do um, until they're no longer worthy of that role. And I don't um, think Perryman starts. I think they start Jermaine Carter at middle I linebacker. Think so, I think so, too. Totally. There used to be a policy where a veteran was on your roster in the start of regular season. They got their bonus money, but if they wasn't, they didn't. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, my- yeah, yeah, yeah. I do. I don't remember all the details of it. Um, yeah. And they have a, a new CBA that just came uh, out yeah, recently, right. too. So right. I don't even know the fact um, even qualifies. Yeah, if so, it's still a part yeah. of it. Uh, we're joined by Warren Carolina. Warren, what's up, bro? What's happening, man? Dude, happy you can join us, man. Yeah, thank you so much for having me, man. I'm. Uh, can you guys hear me okay? Yeah, yeah you're good. Yeah, good. Yeah, you're crystal clear. Okay, cool. Yeah, I was just uh, checking you guys out uh, this evening, man. I wanted to join just because, uh, man, I'm I'm so pumped about tomorrow, man. It's ridiculous, like Facts. you know about all you know. In in addition to all the great stuff you guys talked about, I don't know if you guys realize this, but the uh, Ravens are on a potential, like, I think it's like a, I think they tied the, for the most wins in the preseason to Vince Lombardi's Packers. Oh, um, like oh, they haven't. Yeah. I heard that. It's weird because the crazy thing is that they haven't actually uh, lost a preseason game since they played us back in like 2016 or something like that. So, yeah. 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 So we started the streak, and I think it'd be fitting that we ended. Oh, yes, yeah, that'd be awesome. Oh, yeah. That'd be poetic as fuck. Yeah. I love that, man. Here, dude, here in Central <clears throat> America Stadium, Sam Donald's first start. Dude, dude. That's that's per- yeah, that's perfect there right go. there, man. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, Warren, let me up. Uh, I want to get your opinion on some of the things that we've already talked about. Yeah. Uh, let's talk Sam Darnold. What are you expecting to see from Sam tomorrow? And how much do you expect us to see of him? Uh, I don't think we'll see a whole lot. Uh, I think it's probably going to be maybe one or two series. I heard you guys cover earlier. 
Um, <clears throat> yeah. I think the vanilla I, – I mean, I think the play calling will be very vanilla. Um, I think we'll get to see a little bit of how he – you know, the kind of improvements that he's made, you know, inside the pocket. I know that, um, you know, one of the things I read was that, you know, he had a stat where, like, when his feet weren't planted, you know, in the pocket, his, you know, uh, completion percentage was, like, you know, the worst – in one of the worst in league history. But when his yeah. feet are planted and he's focused, he's actually got one of the better – completion percentages in all of the league so uh yeah. it'll be interesting to see if he's uh you know taken to some of the coaching you know that uh both him the him the quarterback coach joe brady and everybody has uh you know been implementing and so but i don't i don't expect to see a whole lot but it would be cool to see him you know drop one to terrace marshall you know and, and yeah. for a touchdown that'd be dope oh yeah oh, for sure first play <laughs> yeah I'm, yeah dude i would marshall. certainly um we're we're wanting to see some deep shots from Sam, man, and I think that's you know our offense lacked that you know that bomb yeah. shot down the field. Oh, so you know, yeah, Panther yeah. fans are 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 excited for the arm talent that Sam Darnold represents, man, mm-hmm. and, and what guys, he's going to be able to do for us this year. You guys think uh, Dan Arnold will play tomorrow? I do. I think, I think he should. Will, will yeah. we finally get the Darnold to Arnold? Now that you mention it, yeah, but there's he never should. been a better time to do it, I don't think. Yeah. yeah, I mean, that, again, guys, if, that was the touchdown. If, if we're getting the starters at least, you know, one series or two, yeah, man, let them get out there and let them start yep. that connection that, yep. that we're going to hope to pay dividends all year this year. I mean, we, um, we yeah. passed on three potential starting quarterbacks in the, in the draft this year. So, I mean, I'm just nervous. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, man. but it, yeah. like we've said so many times, where would we be if we didn't go with either J.C. Horn or Slater in the first round? Especially since how we already had Darnold, right? You know, if we yeah. if we went with Fields, where would that put us? You know, we would have two more holes. Yeah, exactly. But, I'd rather yeah. fill the quarterback role than the cornerback role. <laughs> so the Mike, well, me, uh, yeah, go ahead, Nick. Real quick about tomorrow. Who do you think starts where on the offensive line? Oh, see, that's – I mean, listen. And what do you I want mean, to see? I, so, I don't – Do okay, do we know – is it all of our starters playing? Uh, I, I, mean, said, I don't, I don't think so. I think he said it's going to be like – He says some. Yeah. Some, some. Yeah, yeah. Some. yeah so yeah. it – it, it, that makes it a hard question to, to answer because the starters that we do have on that field, it may not be indicative of where they play to Taylor start Moe. the season against the Jets. Yeah. One um, Carolina, I wanted to bring you into this because we were talking about this earlier. Um, listen, I'm convinced it's inevitable. Taylor Moulton is going to be our left tackle this year, and mm-hmm. either Brady Christensen or Trent Scott is going to be our right tackle. This mm-hmm. is partly because um, subpar of a, a subpar history from Cam Irving mm-hmm. on the football field, but also the injury history that's also starting to rear its head in training camp. What do you think about uh, the left tackle and the right tackle position and the future of it? Who's going to play where? I think just to do right by the money, Cam Irving's going to get a shot. You know, just to just simply to do right by the money. And I think that, you know, oddly enough, and, and look, I, I'm never going to be a guy that would ever wish injury on anybody. But considering the fact that Carl Lawson is out now for the Jets, I think that it kind of lends 
an opportunity for Cam to, you know, I guess kind of set his feet or whatever. The thing with him is, is can he stay healthy? Because, I mean, the reality with Cam Irving is this. Like, you know, I'm not really big on the pickup either. You know, I, I've been called the apologist before because I'm, like, positive about everything, and that's cool. But um, Cam Irving, he's got championship pedigree. I mean, he's won a Super Bowl, and I think he won a national championship in college. Like, he was a first-round pick. So, I mean, he can play ball, but it's just – I don't know that he's still at said level to do so. So I would like to see him get an opportunity. But if I had to guess like tomorrow's lineup, for instance, I do think that if Taylor Moten plays at all, like it's possible we could see him start at left tackle and we could see Christensen because, man, I did this, um, you know, on my uh, it kind of just got lost in the shuffle. But I did a, 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 a like a breakdown film breakdown on Deontay Brown and Brady Christensen with the run against with Chuba Hubbard. And, I mean, the way that those two in tandem played on the right, I mean, it was championship-level football. Like, they were both, in addition to going after their assignments, just watching how they were just instinctive and just feeling where the play was going. Like, they never gave up on the play. And it gave Chuba an opportunity just to kind of get himself, you know, together and then take off for that run. And Brady Christensen was a huge part of that. So, you know, if they would have let – you know, I I think about this sometimes. Like, what if they didn't sign Taylor Moten, like, to the extension – like, were they prepared to let him walk and Christensen be the guy? Was that the purpose behind drafting him right there? Because I know he played left tackle in college, but it's still like, you know, you kind of ask yourself that question sometimes. So I think it's just a hodgepodge, but I do believe that they're going to figure this thing out. And I saw an article today from uh, Panthers.com that suggested that uh, they like the offensive line a lot better than we do. So clearly they listen to a lot of what we have to say about it. Yeah, man. So listen, we, we, we can't start talking about offensive line conspiracy theories <laughs> Without our next two guests, man, PNP in the building. What's happening? Both of them. We got Rashad and What's Dave going on? Yo, 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 what's popping? Yo, what's man, going on? Yo, how y'all, how y'all living tonight, man? man you doing good, great, man. It's a great Brand Friday night. Yeah, man. Uh, I'm happy you guys. Uh, what's your oh, stuff on that brown? Come on, dog. This is look, man. He on that, he on that brown. Look, man. Yeah, yeah, I, I, all right, I feel it. Hey, well, look, listen, man. man, look, you already know what, what, what we've been talking about. You already heard us going back and forth about it. I definitely want y'all's opinion. Y'all know that I don't believe in Brady Christian, uh, pardon me, uh, uh, Cam Irving. Well, I thought you switched on us, man. Hey, man, I never switch up. Never switch up. I stay consistent. Um, Cam Irving, our coaches are telling us left and right, that this man has looked good on the left side, that they trust him on the left side. Do you believe it? Yeah. Is that a, is that yeah. a trick question? Yeah, man. <laughs> yeah. I believe it. Yeah. Why? Because Cam Irvin ain't showing up. Cam Irvin ain't signing here if he ain't starting, bro. Neither is Pat Afflin. I agree. He ain't he ain't coming here if he ain't starting. Point blank period. If they didn't have faith in them, they would have probably looked at the of the at that position more in the first round than the second or the third. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think man. Pat Eflon starts. I think he'll start for at least until, until he does poorly or gets hurt one. But which side is he? Is he left or right? Is Pat Elfline's left? Oh, go ahead, go ahead, Dave. I'm sorry. I think Christian's opportunity to start is going to be at the left guard position, and ain't going to be at the right tackle position. Is mm. he playing that right now? Who, what, do, do you do you think that's because Trent Scott is just a, a better a better option? Who, who's playing right? Who, I mean, 
Okay. Are we under the assumption that Taylor Moulton is staying on the right side and yep. because of the politics of free agency that, that Cam Irving is just going to be in on the left? But how long do we expect that to last? The man, Till he's hurt. The, 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 yeah, but the man's hurt. already dealing with injuries. I Till mean, he's the hurt. Are, Till yeah, he's... the man's already hurt, though. But that's the thing, right? But I think he'll get. he's going to get the opportunity to play in that role once he's healthy. And then somebody's going to have to take it from him. And I don't think there's nobody there that's there to take it from them. That's the problem. Uh, yeah, I agree. Like, with that. I think mm. this this is what it is, man. The five you've, you've heard you've heard my man say it. The five is the five, right? This is your five. This is your five right here. Left tackle is going to be Cam Irving. Left guard is going to be Eflin. Paradis in the center. Miller at right guard and Moen at right tackle. That is the five. Now I do agree with you, Cody, that that will switch up. That is going. I think we'll be we'll see about thirty different combinations of the offensive line at some point because somebody's going to get hurt. They're going to start tinkering with it. But right now, the five is the five. That is the five that you will see uh, if you know, barring injury, week one of of of, uh, of the regular season. That's the five. No doubt. No doubt whatsoever. I think uh, Darren Gant. Darren Gant put out a story today. It was like ten takeaways from camp, and. <laughs> One of the had one of the ten was they like the offensive line more than you do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I said that a minute ago. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's that that's crazy that he said that you know publicly. But I I kind of believe that same philosophy. But I like Rashad was talking about the the concrete five. I do think you know uh, Scott Fitter said something I found very interesting, and it, it just kind of speaks to a potential philosophy that they may have. Like I'm not so sure if we see one guy just kind of like say Deontay Brown for instance, like. I think it's possible Deontay could work himself into that starting five. Like, and the reason oh, is yeah. because when he mentioned that he sees PJ Walker as a quote unquote Russell Wilson type player, you got to remember they signed Matt Flynn to a pretty solid deal and drafted Russell Wilson and he beat him out in camp. He never even got a chance. So, like, I think that philosophy will carry here where I'm not saying that, you know, these guys will necessarily do it, but I'm saying that it's on the table. Like, if they play well enough, you could see them, you know, work themselves into the start. Is F-Line the next uh, – who was the guy that we brought in last year that played left guard? Uh, Joe Scarborough, does that sound right? Chris Reed. No, that's a running back, ain't it? Chris Reed. Chris Reed. Chris Reed. I was going to say, we, we, we saw him last week. Are you talking about the left guard or left tackle? Because left, left tackle, guard. the one that didn't play, was uh, Okun. I don't know if you're thinking of him. I just I have it in my mind that the 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 coaching staff they ultimately want Brady Christensen at right tackle. Michael Schofield, and, that's who I'm thinking yeah, of. Michael yeah, Schofield, was, like I feel like back, I think that was last year's was uh, last 2020 year? team. Yeah, Schofield and John Miller were two people on the team. Tyler Larson was another one. I think this. I'm but Chris sure. Reed was Chris Reed was a starter. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Schofield, I think, September was five, twenty twenty. Panthers turned over after Rogers. Mm. I mean, well, I Schofield think- is the guy I was thinking of that you know. And once he he got nicked up too, and then I don't ever think they really went back. I don't know. I don't. I got to go back. Yeah, I, I don't think. think I don't it. think they went. They went back to him. I think Chris Reed showed out a little bit, and they just gave him the job. But. Yeah. Um, here's I, the thing. Here's the thing to remember yeah, about yeah. last year, though. Look at what happened with Tired Whitehead. Look at what happened with Teddy Bridgewater. Look at what happened with all, with those guys that just didn't pan out that they that we paid all sorts of money to. How long they stayed in the game before they got ripped out, if if they even did. 
So until this organization shows me otherwise, those guys, in my opinion, they're going to play. They're going to play until the all the fans are beating the table saying, pull these guys out and put somebody else new. I'm hoping that that's not what happens, but just based off what I saw last year. I almost think you got to give them a little credit. Just whether you think uh, or the coaching staff were admitting uh, that they didn't get it right. Right. I mean, or or moving on, if anything, moving on from Teddy showed that they're not going to be completely hamstrung by their previous decision. Right. Um, Sitting Whitehead was a necessity and clearly and hopefully they keep that kind of gutsiness or that brashness of like, hey, when we're when we're wrong, we admit it, pull the bandaid off and move on and if that's the case then like and i agree with rashad is that you're going to see those first five guys on that line uh and i'm gonna say why wouldn't you start with that and if it doesn't work and cam irving looks terrible terrible out there then you can put you can mix it up and there's less pressure on the guy that you're putting in there now so tony i got a question about that though but and i agree with exactly what you said they're going to go with these guys that they got they're going to stick with them until they they give you a reason not to. But my question is, yo, how long do we have to deal with that? Like, we've seen this. <laughs> we've seen this a couple – like, I'm starting yeah, to see the trend, right? And, and like, the trend isn't going the right way. We're getting these guys. You throw them out there. You got rehab projects. Like, when does the shit stop? You know what I'm saying? Like, and that's where I'm – because we know that we know that Cam Irving ain't it. We, everybody knows that. We've seen yep. it. We, everybody's – we know that that's not the guy. We know but, the, but the problem is they but the problem is the team thinks he is but that's i don't know if they think they that you know first is i don't think they believe that cam irvin is like a long-term answer that's what the I'm left saying. Tackle position. The okay Are but the long term but tony that's that's my thing though that's my thing it's i know like, we're yo, tired of it one I guess season. <laughs> hold on, hold on. But when do you when do you start to get like permanent you can't just patchwork everything, right? We saw the same thing with, with, with Teddy. Like, we knew Teddy. Well, you guys knew that Teddy was not it, Our right? Uh, right. And, and you guys called it out, right? He wasn't it. He wasn't the guy. Okay, but, but we're starting to see this. We're starting to see mm-hmm. this more and more. We know this dude ain't it. Everybody in the world clearly knows. Why is it that our coaching staff and the guys get paid millions of dollars can't figure this shit out? And that's where I well, the only real answer, what would be the answer? Like, is like, what could they have done? I think the Slater is the only pick, the only option that we had that we could a afford. I mean, obviously, as a draft cap, you know, it would have been like we wouldn't have gone with Horn, we would have gone with Slater. That would have been an initiative. But I could we have really signed somebody in free agency this year that is a true difference maker if the the answer is yes or no that that what that's what brings me to my theory call me crazy that the coaches have already accepted the inevitability of taylor moten at left tackle they know that cam irving isn't going to hold up but the only reason they're telling this to us is because they know they brought him in in free agency and they're going to let him play because of what dave said they paid these men like Perriman and, and Elfline and Cam Irving to play, and they're going to. But they don't believe in them to hold up, at I least disagree. not Cam Irving. That's why the number that's why the number of left tackle reps for Taylor Moulton continues to increase and increase. I mean, I wanna get some way, but it's I wanna get some opinions about Cam Irving because uh, Rashad, you guys said that he we know he can't he's not it. 
Um, how bad is he though? Right. I mean, and I was just look reading over some of the things that he's been through. Right. Not been through. Like, but he starts with the Browns as a very high draft pick. They put him out there at left tackle. I think right away. The Browns though have been where everybody on that team was a dumpster fire during those type of years. Then he goes to Kansas City. And I think I read somewhere that he was like competing with a seventh round pick at right tackle or something like that. Maybe it was in Dallas, but he's always been kind of just moved around, moved around, right? Never played on the line consistently at a certain position. One, I guess his versatility might appeal a little bit to this staff, but is there any potential that Cam Irving is better than Byron Bell? When you look, okay, oh, so wow, those are the levels. Everybody, speaks yeah, well, that, I mean, right? that's what we're acting like a little bit. And I mean, yeah. actually, that's kind of what I'm it's acting a pretty, like. And, like and, I, and I said it a few weeks ago, that's a it's, it's that's a that's the comparison to me. That's yeah. the bar. So, every everybody speaks to that, right? Talking about him getting moved around, but why is that, right? If you were good at one thing, you would stick, you don't get yep. moved around. It, that's that's my mm-hmm. point with Taylor Moten. When you're good at something, you stick. You don't get moved around, bro. That's why you get moved around. Well, in Dallas, though, Dallas had got some real talent. Like, you really think he's going to outplay Lael Collins or something like that? Okay, and so why is he our starter? Because he's cheap. And there's no one yeah. else to pick. Yeah. Well, well, here's a question. After the Bears drafted their left tackle, they cut Charles Leno, who nobody picked up. Nobody offered to trade or anything, I'm assuming. And he stood out free agency until um, I don't forgot who signed him. Oh, Washington signed him. Now he's their starting left tackle. Mm. Well, I don't trust anything Ron Rivera and Marty Herney do with left tackle. So well, they did pretty good with that tight end. That former quarterback slash tight end they converted to tight end. <laughs> we were stuck with Irvin at that point. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Like we, it's just it's the same thing about when we traded for Donald. That's when just the just the field sweet stays in it at that point. As soon as we traded right. for Donald, that was game set match because we I made agree. our commitment. I agree. Well, what, I mean, we're gonna go ahead, man. One thing that Matt Rule did say is he said that um, this is our starting five until one of the young guys pushes them out of the way. And also, Whitehead Whitehead was never benched by the coaching staff. Carter outplayed him when Whitehead got hurt, and Whitehead never regained that starting job. Bingo. So technically, Whitehead was never benched. Yeah. Bingo. Yeah, but doesn't that just kind of prove my point that <laughs> a they, little bit? Yeah, they, they brought people in, and when they bring them in, they let them play until yeah. they can't play anymore. Uh, yeah. Did they bring no, they get in high, just because he's injury prone, so it'd be easy to switch left tackle? <laughs> So, so if I, I don't think, I think this is, I got to hope he gets hurt so somebody else can start. Yeah, I don't, yeah, I don't believe they brought. Hey, look, we have excuses. I don't think we brought in Cam Irvin with this idea that we're bringing him no matter what to be the starter. I felt like we knew we were in such a precarious situation on offensive line heading out of last season, right? Is that you don't know if you're going to get the Moten deal done. You're going to have to franchise him. You don't know what's going to happen there. And we really know we don't have a left tackle. We don't have a lot of guys, to be honest. They're all kind of, you know, sort of either unproven or a couple of them are new. And I almost felt like if they wouldn't have acted on day, like early in free agency just to get some bodies, that would have been just as egregious as getting bad bodies. 
Mm-hmm. I mean, I thought the yeah. offensive line played pretty good against the Colts. I know it's preseason, but I thought they. I want to know. Hey, a lot of fans of Trent Scott around Panther Nation, right? Yeah, like he was a name that we all said I, last year played well for the position he was playing. Right now, in. he's our backup right tackle on our depth chart. The thing is, I man, thought he played I, left tackle last week. He did, he did, he did but I, he hasn't he hasn't impressed so far, which was kind of shocking to me. Right, right. His and, stock, I mean, in a sense, went down. Nobody was talking about him after last week, that's for sure, except for those false starts. So, so I got I got a question real quick, and this kind of speaks to the, to the versatility thing. Like, do y'all do y'all like? agree with this whole bringing in it because you look across our line right there, there's guys that are playing multiple positions like I, i'm a i'm a guy like yo like can we just get a guy that plays something well instead of just That's trying nice. to get all these guys that play multiple positions I like agree. to me <laughs> yeah. i don't know if so I, out I, I, I hear that but my thing is i think the way the nfl is trending is that players have to be more position versatile than they ever were before. Maybe once upon a time, it was taboo for tackles to switch sides from left to right. And, you know, it, it's, it's certain, you know, it's certainly a lot of different techniques. But, you know, Brady Christensen talked about it. Taylor Moten's talked about it. A bunch of other players have, have talked about it's kind of becoming commonplace. <clears throat> and you might not agree with it. I don't even know how much I agree with it. But I do think that it's kind of inevitable. My question to you all is this. Like, do we think that if Taylor has to move to be our permanent left tackle, do we just expect him to flame out and, and be a bust and ultimately we're still having to look to, you know, bring in somebody in to bring no. Taylor back to the right side? But like, what, I don't are, think- what are our estimations for Taylor playing on the left? Before we get he, to that, before we get into that, just read this is just because you brought up that like uh, the difficulty. What we're talking about is the, the shuffle right to left. Is right, that right, that right. easy? Mm-hmm. This is a guy we brought his name up earlier, Andre Dillard, who in his rookie year, I think this was this article was well, it was talking about him playing right tackle for the first time. And he said this. He said, think about it like this. You probably write with your right hand, right? Say all of a sudden you were to write a big essay with your left hand right now. Mm-hmm. You think about how that feel would feel. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like that. Yep. I've never heard that and then, you know, Tony, Tony, to build on what Cody was saying, in addition to there, I wouldn't want to personally see Moten at the left side myself either. And the reason is twofold. Number one is just what you mentioned in that article. But the other reason is this. If I'm Taylor Moten personally, I just got finessed. If you're going to put me on the left side, man, and I just got paid as a right tackle, like what? Like you just finessed yeah. me, you know what I'm saying? So Hell how you think it, that's going to affect this production? Because the whole reason they paid him in camp was to try to stop that from happening. You know what I'm no, saying? But, here, but here's my, here's my, here's my thing. Here's my thing about that. Let's say hypothetically we move Taylor to the left. Let's say he ha- he does well on the left side. You know what he's going to do in 2022? Hold oh, the hell out. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. Trent Williams, yeah. Trent Williams, here we come. Yeah. But, but according to OverTheCap.com. If you move, uh, if you move Taylor Moten to left tackle, he's tied with fifth on the average per year salary with a left tackle. But he had to know that going in signing that contract. So I mean, he, 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 so because there ain't but five or four left tackles that's going to get paid more than he is. If well, he I, the left tackle. You, you, when you say he had to know that going in, I don't know if I agree with that because he got paid after Cam Irvin was signed. So there was already an expectation that they brought somebody in to play at the left spot. 
So, like, I don't think that they sat down with him and was like, look, Taylor, we're going to pay you, you know, right tackle money, but we're going to slide you over to the left a couple times. Well, I like, man, I ain't signing that shit. They might have said, like, we might. You might see that. Right, right. I could, I could live. Well, with you have to that. know if you're a player on a team where, it, like, an injury happened. Yeah. Um, you know that you could if you're if say Cam Irving went down. I mean, I don't think mm-hmm. it's absurd to ask oh, Moten yeah, to play yeah, left. Yeah, but yeah, well, he's no, twenty seven years old. And that's almost, fair. Imagine getting an opportunity though. I know you're saying holdout, but maybe, um, maybe Moten wants that a little bit. Like, give me that next bargain. Irving's known for injuries, so I mean, and that's why they. I, probably- I'm surprised there's not something written into the contract. About him, if he's switched, you know how many games he plays as left tackle. He gets yeah, like I'm surprised mm-hmm. that what you know. Again, That's an Aaron well, Rodgers like contract. Is, even though, even <laughs> though he ain't the highest paid Irving. right tackle in the league either. Like I think he's no, second, he's right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah so I, check. I just got that up here. Uh, but hey, I mean, listen, as a cold-blooded fourth, he's fourth as a right tackle. Look, as cold-blooded as it sounds, man, like. Dude, it's up to the players and their representations to get them the best deal, man. And like, Pippen? yeah, yeah. I mean, really, you have nah, to know your value. You have to know your worth. And if, easy, if, if if Taylor Moten is like, I, I feel like this has been inevitable for a long time. If you're Taylor Moten, uh, you know, even uh, didn't they get some uh, snaps in the, uh, uh, during training camp uh, last season? At left tackle, I don't know if I'm remembering that correctly or not. But it seems but to he me didn't like get a Taylor bad Moten, deal. Moten's deal is legit, right? He got some legit like money. Taylor would know that that yeah. was coming. Hey, Cody, let me ask you a question. And it, really, yeah. this is for the whole panel. You know, really, like I saw New Daddyo in the chat said something that's really interesting. Uh, that this fits with the Seahawks vibe. Don't care much about the yeah, offensive line. Yeah, but it does. Let me ask you this: with saying that though. In this salary cap league, you got to give up something. Like you can't have everything. So if you what if you giving up something, what are you choosing to give up? Because I know protection is one of the most important things. But with a new coaching staff, COVID, and everything considered, we rank 18th in the league, which is right in the middle. You know, not not. I mean, obviously it's horrible, but we still have four players go a thousand yards from scrimmage, including Mike Davis, who ran for over 700 yards himself. So yeah. like. I'm I'm saying it's not. I don't think it's an end of world scenario. And honestly, I believe it'll be an upgrade from last year. That's just my position on. It. And that's, and that's and that's doesn't that speak to too. next year? Doesn't that speak to next year where I think we're supposed to get some money? Because doesn't it sound like I mean, if if we have to yeah, give up money, something bro. somewhere, where have we paid anybody at this point? You oh, know I mean, if you sir, think about it, it's just sir. Christian McCaffrey. It's Christian uh, McCaffrey and Milton. Uh, Taylor Moten sir, and what sir, Shaq and Shaq. Sir, let me address this, sir. When we went on that free agent signing spree, all that money got pushed into 2022. So we started the we started the offseason with like uh like a hundred and something million in uh in cap space in 2022. Now we're down to about 40 something million. It's not a lot of money. We're not getting a lot of money next year, bro. It's not happening. And I think a lot of that money is gonna be addressed. And they're already talking about Fitter already talked about extending somebody. I'm assuming it's either DJ or uh, or uh, DJ Moore. One of those guys is getting extended. So, and then you, you talk about the, the franchise tag or the, the, the Taylor Moulton deal. A lot of that money is getting pushed in 2022 as well. So we keep, we cannot bank on 2022. Now, I, this is, this is where I, and I'm, a, I think we're talking about offensive line. Uh, and John, I'm not sure if you were talking about, you, you, I think you mentioned the ranking for the offensive line 
mm-hmm. and you talked about that potentially being better. Are you saying that that's going to be better this year? Yeah, I think it could be. I think okay. because we've got we've got players that are a little more serviceable than last year, and then really just okay. the reps, man, the OTAs, training camp, all that stuff. Yeah. You know, yeah. Fair, fair enough. So, okay, so you say we got to give up in one place, right? And I feel like when you have Taylor Moten getting paid, that's the only guy you're gonna for 2022. He's mm-hmm. the only guy you're paying. That's where you well, you know, draft, I should. That's where you draft. You're young now. You you have a guy like Deontay Brown. You have a guy like uh, mm-hmm. uh, you have these young guys that you can stick in there. Was David Moore prior to the cut? I don't know why we cut him, but mm-hmm. guys like that. When you build a young offensive line, you draft guys. That's where you're making your sacrifice. We're not doing. We're not <laughs> building. The, we're trying to go out and get these pay these guys. Like I can't. We're talking about Cam Irving. That dude's getting paid like seven million next year mm-hmm. in 2022. So that's where your money's going. Like Cam Irving is going to be riding the bench, getting paid seven million dollars next year. Honest question, Rashad: Would you have taken Slater over uh, J.C. Horn? Yes, any day, every day. And I said it when we did our round table, one thousand percent. I would. I remember taken, that now. Yeah, I would would have taken Rashawn Slater one hundred percent all day, every day. I I'd love to meet some Rashawn Slater. Slater. He was he was my number one left tackle. Um, but hey, man, listen, I, there were three players that the Panthers could have picked, and I wouldn't have said a word. It was Justin Fields, mm-hmm. Rashawn Slater, and J.C. Horn. Where did uh, – Either, either of those three guys – I mean, obviously, nothing's more important than quarterback and then left tackle and, and corner. It's like those are one, two, and three. But I believe J.C. Horn's going to be the defensive rookie of the year. Am I a fanboy? You're damn, you're damn right I'm a fanboy. But, look, yeah, man, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a real believer in J.C. Horn. And what he's going to do. I'll say this, and again, it's so early, man. But Federer is a much better drafter than he is at signing free agents. Because right now, two of the biggest guys, the biggest names that we brought in, uh, in Denzel Perriman and Cam Irving, we're already talking about how we're going to replace them. And if Jermaine Carter Jr. is going to step up and beat out Perriman for that inside linebacker spot. So... I mean, it's it's only one year, so we don't have a large sample size. But um, until we see how this season goes, yeah, the the free agent signings leave a lot to be desired, especially when you add in what Rashad said about the contracts. Like that's that's not ideal. A but lot of money was pushed in 2022, dog. Where right. well, the, the good the news one, is, I don't think we're as hitched to Cam Irving as uh, financially as we right. may think. That's not the you know, point. If That's this is if this is uh, correct according to over the cap, uh, we're hitched to him for this year, right? So if we cut him this year, we would be stuck with uh, you know giving up eight million dollars in dead money for. We're still going to have four million in dead money if we cut him next year, right? That's, that's uh, the problem. But you do save you do save two two million. You can't skip over that, bro, because that's the problem. Where that's where Perny was bad. You can't just say that, oh, we're not going to be – you got to stop paying trash. That's the problem. I we're agree. paying trash over and over and accepting it because that's what we're used to. That's not how mm-hmm. you build a team, bro. I got a question too, though. So, like, I don't know how much you guys think this plays into things, right? But, like, you know, my man uh, – excuse me, I think it's Panther Rule mentioned uh, Charles Leno from uh, Chicago. Like, yeah. how much do you think that when, free, when, when agents are going to these players asking them, you know, where do you want to go? As a free agent, that they're looking at us like, well, I ain't going there. 
You know, like, I mean, no disrespect to, you know, our team, because obviously, you know, I would want to play here, you know, because I'm a homer. But I'm just saying, like, do you think that plays anything into this at all? I don't really see how it would. I mean, especially if we have a good squad and we're just a few pieces away. But there's another thing. There's another thing you're missing. It's about whether or not you get a starting job. And it was interesting because we we interviewed Philly Brown today and we asked him why, why Carolina. And a big reason why is because the three top wide receivers were no longer on the team anymore. Mm. They knew they were going to draft the guy, mm-hmm. but they knew he had a better, he knew he had a better opportunity to make the team. Mm. So when you talk about somebody like Leno, they already signed Irvin. He ain't touching that because he knows Irvin's going to end up being the guy. Good point. Philly Brown was dope too. I think Charlotte's becoming more of a, I think the city itself is becoming a more attractive place, right? I mean, like Charlotte's a great city. Um, mm-hmm. I, I I thought we would get more uh, street cred with free agents with Camp when Cam was here, you know. But we didn't have no money. We have no money at all. And again, you want to go back to offensive line. Cam was the luxury that allowed us to ultimately adopt this style of who mm-hmm. gives a crap about the offensive line. I tell you this is that if if our quarterback was a valuable statue over those ten years. Uh, we would have been surrounding him with some great talent. So that's a disservice to Cam. Uh, and and really, we have been – and that, that's why you got to wonder what Ron Rivera is doing in Washington, right? Mm-hmm. Is like he's just used to using bargain basement offensive linemen. He cut – Morgan Moses is gone there, who's played a lot. Uh, mm-hmm. And in some ways, that's Taylor Moten's greatest ability so far has been his availability too, right? So um, – I got it. I do. I do think Carolina is becoming more attractive a destination, but it will really hinge on if we're good this year with Sam Darnold. If people are interested mm-hmm. in that, because if we're not good with Sam Darnold, we're going to be drafting at the bottom, and then it's not going to be attractive. Um, I don't know. And then maybe it, we need the Hornets to get better. We need the Hornets to get better. Winning kids. Would you? Would you trade? Back up into the first round to get uh, Christian Slater with uh, Philadelphia, with Robbie Anderson, and maybe a first round pick next year. Who are you talking about? Ra- the Rashawn Slater. Yeah, Rashawn. Yeah, Slater. I think. Yeah, I think that at some point oh, I'm kind of with Rashad on this. Is isn't it better instead of drafting seven people to just get three really good ones? And I'm not saying that Rashad was suggesting trade away everything for this pick, but Robbie Anderson. But no, but like getting players that you truly believe in rather than guys that you hope to be project players. With the 39th pick, we traded with Chicago, and we gave up two picks to get three picks because that's what uh, Fitterer wants to do. But in that turn, Chicago took Stavion Jenkins – to play their left tackle spot. That's the reason why they cut Leno Jenkins. Leno. Uh, Leno. Uh, granted, yep. he got hurt, but still, nonetheless, uh, you imagine Carolina would have kept that 39 pick. I drafted that kid to play left tackle. Tev- Tevin is a right tackle, and uh, and okay, Tevin cool. is hurt right now. So, I, yeah. Tevin, yeah. And, I, know, I, and, I like Tevin out of college, but yeah. I don't know if that was, and, that, was a, that was a good example. And it made it sound like they were thinking about taking Terrence Marshall at that spot anyway. Yeah, so, so I don't think they, Kevin was even in the in the in the cards. So so and again, they don't put priority on left tackle. Our GM Damn, historically Damn. doesn't. The GM yeah. doesn't. He came from a team that didn't. Yeah. Seattle never went but to again, go protect like He yeah. came from a team that didn't to a but team even, that doesn't. Yeah, <laughs> no, but hold on. Even that thing right there where we're like, oh well, the the Seattle Seahawks never 
prioritize that. Like, you're talking about a whole front office. I think it's too easy to just put that all on, on uh, you know, on the plate of Scott Fitter. Especially, the, and look, let me keep the it real matters, though. If, right? I'm, if I'm right, and I'm, I'm, I'm sticking to my guns, Brady Christensen and Deontay Brown, that's our future at right tackle and right guard. So but if, it, if, if future means next away, year. But if we're not, nah, it might be sooner than you think, Dave. It might be way sooner than schedule. you think. But, my, but what my point is is this. If we came away with two starters on the offensive line, like that shows me that, you know, at least, in the later, at least in the later rounds, Scott Federer knows how to draft offensive line. So that gives me some hope that going forward, this isn't going to be a, a huge problem for us. It also doesn't make me worry about Taylor Moulton's money next year and whatever, you know, dead money we're going to end up having from Cam Irving. Although I do agree it's a bad contract. We shouldn't have signed him. I don't believe in him. But overall, I like what we have seen from Federer drafting I know, on the I, offensive I love line. what Federer has done in the draft. I'm just trying to remind folks that he came from a, he came from an organization that didn't think the offensive line was a top priority. Yeah. But, but, you know, good, you know what, perfect, but Dave, you know what I'll great say players this. Do, one thing I'll I just want to bring up is is that you can just because and I understand like it's not like we can't dismiss that data that Seattle uh, of their history but we've also kind of attributed all the good things Seattle did to Scott Fitterer all the bad things like and that I don't think is like what Cody is saying is fair but I do want to bring back Brandon Bean and Sean McDermott go to Buffalo and I think they adopted some philosophies where they learned from some of the mistakes that Carolina made. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and this might be, you guys, I don't know if you guys agree with this, but I thought that they thought they were all of a sudden really close to being a good team. And then they went and traded aggressively for Stefan Diggs to get Josh Allen, a, like a top fleet weapon. And that's something we never did for cam. Right. And it's just yeah, kind of like, this is man. like, and I just hope, I just wonder if, that's a symbol, a symbol that they learned from what they, you know, what they experienced in Carolina, and hopefully Fitterer uh, can display some qualities like that. Remember, uh, to Cody's point, remember that Eagles draft room when the guy was trying to dap the other guy and he was just not having it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, There's disagreements in the front yeah. office all the time. Yeah. Guys that are pounding their table are pounding the table mm-hmm. for one player or another. Like I said, man, any combination of those three. I would have been tickled pink, man. Justin Fields, Rashawn Slater, or J.C. Horn. I mean, again, like we're, we're forever going to compare Sam Darnold and, uh, you know. To every rookie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like we're, we're going to continue to do this no matter what. Fact. All That's I know fact. is that J.C. Horn, based on everything that we've, one, seen from training camp, and two, seen from his college film, I have no reason to not expect the world of him, man. And I, I think he's gonna. I think he's gonna torch it this season. And haven't Panay been getting his ass kicked in preseason? Who? Well, he's Panay. not playing left tackle. They're starting to play right tackle. They already had a left tackle. Yeah, Detroit is giving him already. Detroit. Yeah, Detroit is not doing him any uh, any service. But real quick, going back to Fitter in the offensive line, because I think I think one thing we can uh, take solace in is that he knows the reality of the offensive line. Right? He goes mm-hmm. in. He says in his press conference, like, "Fam." We're not going to go out and get uh, – they don't grow on trees, right? Left tackles, you're going to have to trade for one. 
or you're gonna have to draft one. He understands that. And I think that's key because it appears that he wants to fix it, right? That's what I'm hearing. Uh, actions speak louder than words, but it appears yep. that he wants uh, to fix it. And so, again, we got to see what's going to happen. Uh, and you, again, you can't fix everything in one year. We had the opportunity to take a, a huge step forward fixing the offensive line. Didn't do it. You know, we we went to we got, went cornerback, and obviously, I'm, I'm with I'm with you, Cody. I got high hopes uh, for JC. JC love JC Horn. Uh, and I, I don't yeah. want anything I say to take anything away from JC, but I love Rashawn Slater. Uh, I think Rashawn yeah. Slater would have been a guy. Um, but again, just take that take that note with uh, with Spitter. I think he wants to fix it, and let's just hope that next year, if things you know, d- depending on how things play out, either one we're going to trade for a franchise left tackle, or we're going to draft one. I think he knows that that needs to be done. Right. Yeah, I, agree. I mean, guys, my, look at it this way. Is, nobody really expected us to win a Super Bowl this year. I mean, it would be great if we did, but nobody's really expecting that. It's second year of Matt Rule. He worked on the defense the first two years. I think next year we're going to see them put some draft capital into the offensive line. Our best, hope is, yeah. our best hope is that Sam Darnold actually shows to be a competent quarterback. If he does that, then – Okay, year three, I can see us taking a huge step forward. If not, then we got a problem. Let me, let, me, let me ask this to Rashad. What do you think is the is the chance? Let's say Taylor Martin plays left tackle. Do you think there is any chance that he plays that side and holds it down enough to actually be our left tackle going forward? Like, What are the chances of that actually happening in your mind? Let me let me reverse the question and ask you a question. Okay. Do you think do you think Taylor Moten is going to be good as good as left tackle as he is a right tackle? Yes. Whoa, you're but that's just because you want it to be. We can't we can't and the same question for Rashad, the same thing is what you know is that if he says no, I don't think Taylor Moten can hold it down. It's just because it would just be because like not only because, but like you think that the right tackles the better decision we just have no data on it really so i mean yeah, if it, we should be happy if it works yeah but shouldn't I'm, I'm, doesn't that mean that we should play him tomorrow then you know yeah. I, my yeah. thing yeah. is if we're gonna play him at left tackle we need to play him in the preseason nick you're right you're right bro because i, I agree with you and I, i've been trying to tell i've been trying to tell uh cody does he won't listen to me uh, but yo, oh, Taylor Moten has not been getting enough reps. Yes, he got the reps yesterday. That's because Irving was hurt. The only circumstance where Taylor Moten will become a left tackle is if Cam Irving is hurt. That's the he hit over the course of where the, the chances camp, are happening. Oh, one hundred percent. I think it's <laughs> yeah. that's why I agree that he will yeah. eventually be left tackle. I, I'm, mm-hmm. I agree with I agree with Cody. It's going to happen yeah. because I think Bolton starts at left tackle injured. tomorrow night. I think you should, uh, and I think you should play the first half I, at left tackle. I, that, I really don't think. Let me tell y'all something right now. If, let me tell y'all something right now. If Moten plays left tackle, you ain't seeing Sam Darnold. I can promise you that. <laughs> No, I don't believe that. Uh, I agree with Dave. I, don't that. I, I, I don't, agree with I don't Dave. Believe, I, don't I promise that. you, bro. I agree with that. that if Brooklyn yeah, is playing that. left yeah. tackle, you can yeah. better believe that we're yeah. not seeing Sam Donald tomorrow. And then we'll you be can, having a you cannot, week. We talking about a defense that's posted top five for the past five seasons. You cannot put a guy out there who has not been on. <laughs> uh, ain't no way. 
Ain't no way. I agree you out with you here that seeing day. you out here seeing how they protected that man. Yo, y'all think you're gonna man? Like if that's our like look if that's gonna be our future like okay Rashad you were saying that we gotta stop dra- uh signing these bum players that don't work out. I 100% agree with that. Well, I'm I'm also mad at the coaches right now because again, I think they're delaying the inevitable. Like Taylor Moten should be getting as much work on that left side as humanly possible. And the fact that they're not doing it is a disservice to our team right now. Cody's slowly doing it. Cody, can I ask you a question real quick? Yeah, like, man. And I'm, I'm, I'm really not trying to be sarcastic. I'm just asking no, a, real, a real question. Yeah. Le'Veon Bell, it's been said, could play slot or even potentially outside receiver in the NFL. Would you prefer him at running back or receiver? Receiver. Running back. He don't get the work running back anymore. I'm I'm not moving Taylor off the right. Like I know he can do it, but I'm just I get your point. But and I understand what you're saying too, because it's kind of like just you know, you're trying to put piece things together as best you can just right. for the protection's sake. But another thing we gotta remember, Joe Brady's offensive system. Go back and watch that LSU tape. Oh, yeah. I mean, the, the quarterback's popping the ball out of his hands so fast. We've got receivers that create separation so well. I yeah. don't know that left tackle, as long as it's serviceable, I don't have to. I'm not saying it's got to be the you know all world left tackle, Panay or whoever. But if it's serviceable, I think it'll do the job. But then doesn't this that is Panther PTSD point, right here. It really is. Really say as long as left tackle is serviceable, that's all we say every year. I feel like, and I'm with you, bro. I'm with you. Like if it's okay, I'm like hype. Doesn't doesn't that lead to my point though? If Joe, Brady, if Joe Brady's system doesn't require this world beer left tackle or, or any position or on the offensive line because of how fast we're getting the ball out, then even if Taylor isn't quite as good on the left as he is right, it still might be the best option but if you're tell- able if you're able to fit Brady Christensen or Trent Scott on that right side and still have an offensive line that works. But that's yes, Rashad, we want a left tackle. No, no, yes, no, we do. But that's, that's, but that's probably the same thing that Matt Rule is saying. If I can just get a guy that's serviceable and put him over there, we'll be just fine. That is the right. same thinking that is getting us in this situation every year where we continue to not draft a guy because we could just get a guy that can take a couple snaps and be just serviceable. No, we have to get a guy, bro. That's we got to agree. Man, we want guy, man. But, but Rashad, now. Rashad, I'm let me willing ask. to be called a fan. I believe that Taylor Bowden's going to hold it down. Rashad, uh, let, me, let me let me ask you. Hold on, let me ask Rashad a question real quick because you just said a, a lot that I that I agree with. But two things: we Seattle, we say is the bar, right? So we're we've compared a lot, and and I'm not saying that for everybody, but I'm saying like that's been part of the conversation that Seattle's the bar. If Seattle is the bar, and they've never really paid close attention to the offensive line, or at least put enough emphasis on it. To the point where we could say like they're always ranked in the top ten in the league or somewhere close to that. Right. Anyway, right? I'm I'm sure that these conversations have happened like you and I and everybody else is having in this panel right now between Fitter and Matt Rule. But I'm inclined to go with what Scott Fitter is going to do because he's coming from a place like with the Horn pick, for instance, and the Keith Taylor pick, for instance, building those tall corners, right? I'm inclined to believe a guy like that who comes from a place that with a shoddy offensive line went to two Super Bowls, won one, and has never had a losing season since he left Seattle. But we don't have a Russ. Yeah, we that's don't. the luxury. It's I, like I, the luxury of Cam, the luxury of Russell Wilson. We don't. We don't have a Russell Wilson. 
But yeah, so we can't we can develop in a lot of other places until we get that because before they had a rollout. Look, they we were still a playoff. Sam Darnold, they were still we a playoff team before they had a rust. They <laughs> yeah, were seven and nine, and I know it's a losing season, but they yeah, went seven and nine back to back before Russell Wilson, and he came in eleven and five, and they've been on the roll ever since. Yeah, but so they, what was the biggest I, I problem with the Jets' offense the last three years? Everything. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah the but line. the offensive line was has been trash. Line. But you're right; those. they had nothing. But they didn't. But, but you know what? Tim Jenkins pointed out on you guys' podcast like maybe four months ago, they had receivers that struggled to create separation. Yeah. Like I'm, I'm talking like major struggles. So I don't know that the offensive line is the only thing. And I'm like, I know I've been pegged as a Sam Darnold apologist, but I just believe in this guy. I really do. Sam had an average of two and a half mm-hmm. seconds to chuck the football. I forget if that was last season or over the last three seasons. Yeah. But, you have a but, guy that is seeing ghosts. And you bring him in, and you don't address the offensive line until what third, fourth round? Sorry, no, that is not right. Like yeah, we've not been pounding the table that this offensive line has been atrocious the last how many years? No, My, I'm a firm believer that in the first within the first four rounds every year you need to draft some sort of defensive lineman and some sort of offensive lineman. And the fact that we didn't do that until as late as we did. With the with the system that we've had and our weaknesses that we've had, no, that's not right. That's not cool. If we go another year and we don't draft somebody for the O line before the fourth round, I'm even going as far as to say by the end of the second round. Well, can I, Matt I Rule is no longer no. going to be Matt Rule. He's going to be Matt Rivera. The two positions on our team that we is know that we're in dire straits in is offensive line and linebacker. Mm-hmm. So we didn't know that next year's draft class. We better take more than one of both of those positions because our depth is, you know, I mean, look at the conversations that we're having right now. Um, you know, um, but speaking of I, I don't know about Sam Darnold being on the level of Russell Wilson, but I agree with one Carolina, man. Like, there's so much, much potential. Doesn't. There's so much potential in, in, in Sam Darnold, and he's yet to realize it. And I think the thing that makes us, you know, the most frustrated is it can go either way. Sam could absolutely shit the bed and be terrible, or he can live up to all the physical talent that he has and all of the pre-draft hype and actually be that kind of player. And by the way, Joe Brady has a history of turning around quarterbacks. I mean, look at what that system was able to do for Joe Burrow. Which which is more likely to happen, though. Cody, we have seen, but we've seen this story multiple times. I would say, you know what? Uh, I can't see your name there. Sorry. I'm sorry, partner. But I would say the more likely scenario is that Sam turns the corner. Because if you look at, like, last year, I mean, I've said this before. New York was ravaged by COVID, man. I mean, when I say ravaged, I'm talking about the worst state in probably the union when it comes to COVID. So I'm not saying that Sam Darnold gets a pass for how he played last year. But what I am saying is that, man, he went all year packing his lunch, going to work every single day, hearing about Trevor Lawrence every day up until they won a game. Then they won another game and they were out of the sweepstakes to to go through that, to go through what he went through for three years and still come out and and have some sort of, you know, I guess, potential for a career left. And he didn't pitch up like he pitched up bad numbers last year. But the year before, I want to say he threw like 19 touchdowns to what, like 11 picks. So every year his yeah. interceptions came down. Even last year, he was only nine touchdowns to 11 picks. So 
he's improved in certain areas every year. But we're going to really get to see this year, especially with all the things that you see. Like I saw, um, uh, what's my man named? Jordan Palmer uh, today uh, was talking about Sam Darnold on Colin, uh, Colin Cowherd's show. And he was talking about how Zach Wilson is going to see a lot of the same struggles that Sam saw. And it's going to validate Sam because they really have not made major changes. They've had a lot of injuries. They got a left tackle that came to camp overweight and just, you know, lazy, you know, whatever. So they're gonna, it's just the organizational, like, you know, it's a culture thing, you know. And I think we have, have established a culture here. It might not be a, 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 a like a consistent winning culture, but I think we have enough of a culture that we've put together that he can come here and thrive, man. I mean, that man didn't even have a quarterback coach last year. Right. Yeah, I was going to bring that up. Is, you know, the one, the kind of weird thing about the Jets, and this is like why we can hang a hope on and optimism on Sam Darnold to a certain degree, is Adam Gase was the head coach. He was the offensive coordinator, and he was the quarterback's coach, and he wasn't good at any of them. Facts. I just want so, to I mean, like a better situation would help, and you guys would know who's our quarterback's coach now. It's actually somebody that's had Sean he's Ryan. been with Stafford. So yeah. I don't know. I mean, look, is that you can't if he doesn't perform well in Carolina, he has weapons now. He has a team that puts some belief in him. He's got, according to all of us who want to believe in the guys we got, is Joe Brady, who's this budding offensive genius and then we've got um this quarterback's coach who's got some help he's got christian mccaffrey like right now it's put up or shut up for sam darnold and that's kind of cool too because for the panthers for the panthers they get a cheap option next year on the fifth year if he turns out to be very good what if he turns out to be bad where do we go it's boomer bus we're gonna ask. Him, we're gonna be watching Justin Fields like crazy. That's what we're gonna be doing. Yeah, man. I don't think it's boomer bust for Sam. I think Sam is. is I think it's average. I'm good with uh, that. I, dis- I disagree. I think, and I, I've said this on our show a number of times. I think this season is either gonna be one for the record books to remember, or we're gonna be picking top five, man. I, I, I've said that it's gonna be boomer bust. I don't I, think I agree. this is a middle of the pack football you- team. You, I agree with I agree with that, but what I'm saying, I'm talking about Sam specifically. I think Sam is is straight no matter what. I just don't want to get a second rounder for him. I mean, the team goes the way Sam goes. Is that is too is that too much of a stretch? No, it's fair. No, I agree. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think he'll, he'll get fair. he'll get some amazing help by the defense. But I think that oh, yeah. uh, I think that no matter what happens, how good or bad Sam Donald is, I think he's good for at least two years. That was my point. I, don't think I agree with like, I agree with that, Rashad. I don't think he's not going. He's not going anywhere. Uh, I think yeah. he's comfy. You can tell it in his. You can tell his demeanor. Like mm-hmm. he's he ain't going. He's fine. And I he, think that either that's going to be a here. good thing or it's going to be a bad. Well, thing. wait, wait, wait. Let, let, let's expand on that a little bit. Okay, because say, we, were, I, we, were, we were doing this the other day with, with Dave and Matt Rule mm-hmm. on if it was a hot seat year for Matt Rule, right? <laughs> so okay, if, going, if Sam Donald, hold up. So let no let, let's let's apply that same thing. If if Sam Darnold really has a bad year this year, do we really think that we're giving him another year worth of leeway? Because to if me, you it's, think, it's, here's it's, my it's, thing. It's, yeah. If you think Matt Rule surviving this season, regardless, ah oh, shit, here we go. Then Darnold's gonna be a quarterback <laughs> regardless. I don't think Matt Rule's gonna get the opportunity to have a third quarterback. I, I Matt Rule's not going before. anywhere anytime soon. soon. That means that means Sam Darnold's gonna be your quarterback of twenty but twenty. But I don't I don't I mean is Matt Rule 
that connected to Sam Darnold? Yes. Oh yeah. 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 Oh god. Yes. Yeah. All right. So the Rashad, that, that, I want to hear your answer. Like, but if if based on what you just said, do you agree with Dave that let, let's say Sam is terrible this year? I never right? agree with Dave, by the way. Yeah, I mean, it don't seem like it. That, that works out. I never really agree with Tony either. So, that, you know, yeah, it's that, it's, that, it's that good balance. But, I mean, look, let's just say Sam Darnold is worse than Teddy Bridgewater was. Like, are we are we saying that we're not, that we're not going to be looking to upgrade that position? Because I have a hard time believing that one. No. If we upgrade it, Rule's not going to be the coach. I think I Rule's think, not yeah. going anywhere. Yeah, I sorry think, to number, tell you that, Dave. I think that that's a package deal. I think I agree with Dave. I do agree with Dave in the sense that I don't think uh, Matt Rule is going to get another quarterback. I think we've made our bed with Sam Donald. That's it. And I think you're going to see them together for the next two years uh, together, no matter what, five and nine, whatever, whatever. That's going to be the guy. And then after that, uh, I think you know, um, in year what was it, 2022. If they don't write the yeah. shit by then, that's when I think the that's when I think Matt Rule might be get his walking papers. If it ain't turned yeah. around by then, I think it might be a wrap at that point. But this year, I think I think we're still kind of building. And if you look at if you look at Matt Rule's history, like it or not, you know you can talk about the colleges colleges in the NFL. Matt yeah. Rule it typically turns around in year three. Three year three. Right. What when it, what when. What would have to what win uh, would have to happen, Dave? Like win total would have to happen in your mind to create that that moment where he couldn't even survive year two. Because I, I don't, a, I'm kind I of a, a the bet, idea is this: I is he's either a, trending. I made a bet with a podcaster, man, Tony. Panthers on tap. Shout out to Panthers on tap. Oh, shout out to Panthers on tap. If we if Carolina wins six or less games, I don't think he survives. Wow, this, I think that's a high. Survive, I think bro. that's this season. Too high yeah, of a number. Look at our schedule. Did you man, said bro. ten, six. No, he said six. six. Oh, I thought he said ten. No, 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 no. If, right, yeah. if he goes six and eleven, five and twelve, we should start out seven and one. Look at we should at least be four and one. Yeah, but but, but what, if, what, if played, what if we're played by injuries though? Like, what if we had a season that was derailed by injuries? That's he ain't got no out. excuses there, bro. He doesn't even want to play Sam Darnold in the preseason. I mean, he's playing tomorrow. Is he? Is it confirmed? Yeah. 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 yeah Sam yeah. Darnold's yeah. playing tomorrow. Yeah. Sam okay. Darnold's playing tomorrow. All right. I didn't see no reports period. saying he confirmed it. I think it, the last thing I heard was he was going to play it by ear based on the injuries yeah, of the line. That's what I heard too. And decide whether that's or not he was going to play him. He said that's several what, starters. That doesn't yeah. say Sam. And then when they no. mentioned Sam, he yeah, said, he Sam. should play. play but I'm worried about the depth of the line, so I'm not sure if I want to yeah. put him out there. That's what he said. Yeah, that is accurate. So I wouldn't play him at tomorrow, but I'm willing to bet. I'm willing to bet that we'll see Sam Darnold tomorrow. Yeah, I'm not, I think I'm it's a strong betting. possibility, but I wouldn't say it's locked in like everybody It ain't locked saying. in. I think it's uh, – he, he Like, I'm not that. willing to bet this one, but I think he should play. But the fact that he made the comment of, Oh well, it depends on the health of the offensive line mm-hmm. that I might sit him. That makes yeah. me concerned. Yeah, so I have the I have the quote. He says we're leaning towards playing Darnold. Rule said we'd like to play him. We're just making sure we have a full complement of guys around him that can help him. And, and I he think said that multiple. He said that last week too. That's why yeah. he didn't play last week. But I think yeah. they're gonna find those guys. I think they're gonna find those yeah. guys. Where are they coming from? from? He gonna play this week. <laughs> I gotta, yeah, I believe he's hiring Cody. Yeah, I mean, I, listen, I I think we're going to see Sam. Um, I don't think we're going to see him very long. 
Hey, Dave. Dave, can I ask you a question real quick? Sure. You said I just want to make sure I was correcting what you said. You said if if Matt Rule finishes the year with six games, you think he's done? Yeah. I'm gonna tell you, I I can see your logic, but here's why I don't agree. I can't. I can see the logic, but <laughs> because 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 of today's NFL and the pressure that they not only have from the media but from now us, right? Because. They listen to us. Whether or not they want to admit to it or not, they listen. Y'all are proof of that with the uh, interviews that y'all keep doing, right? So I'll say this. David Tepper said when he hired Matt Rule and signed him to that contract, what was it, seven years? Uh, you know, biggest contract for a rookie head coach ever, right? He said, I'm looking for my Chuck Noll. Now, okay. I, realize, I recognize that, you know, we can't go too far back, but let's just look at something real quick. Chuck Noll was 1-13 year one, 5-9 year two. Six and eight year three, and then finally went eleven and three to finally go to the Super Bowl the next season at ten and four. So I think that Matt Rule has minimum four years. You know what else he said? He said that he also was going to be looking for his next quarterback too, right? Facts. But the bottom line is, I think the contract length for me, in my eyes, it really doesn't matter, bro. I agree with that. There's no, there's no cap for the coaches. He just has to pay the bill. If he feels like they're not going in the proper direction, then he's going to say, look, man, either just accept it and go try to find another coach. He's going to see all these other coaches that he let. He's seeing all these other options he had being super successful. And he out here sitting here being the same team and they're changing all these pieces and nothing's happening. So that's why I just don't see the vision of him getting the opportunity to have a third quarterback. And I can see your logic in that day. Real quick, I can, I can see your logic in that, Dave, but at the same time, I also look at someone like uh, David Tepper, who is a very smart man, by the way, and I know he has to look at a situation like Jerry Jones and see what happens when the owner supersedes a decision. Like, you got to give it time, man, because I just do not want to see but the thing I don't want to see us become that franchise, my, man. I agree. I, I agree, but my problem is, is that, that – I agree, but the problem is he hasn't shown that he has patience yet. He hasn't shown it. He hasn't had a winning season. He's right. like he's like clawing for that shit. Right. And like I don't think he wants to see another six and a six and eleven. That's the same. That's that. the same dude that said I'm the tiebreaker, bro. Like what the fuck is you talking about? The tiebreaker and the always bathroom? chumming around with the on the field all the yeah, time. Yeah, like he's yeah, at everything. Bro, I think he's more involved than we he think. Here, I, my two points about and, and, this. And, and, and my thing, and one more thing, and my thing is this too. Like I could also see a scenario where he gets like rules like five and twelve, six and eleven, and then like Tepper goes and nudge rule like, "Yo, man, how about you go look at these college jobs that are available right now." But hey, I wanted to respond. I wanted to respond to like uh, I'm more on David Rashad's side on that, and that I'm I haven't seen enough evidence. I have not seen enough evidence yet to say that David Tepper isn't going to be the Jerry Jones type because of all the things that we just mentioned. Uh, I mean, you know, okay, but but the reason, the reason, the reason why I say that is because even a month or two ago, or even less than that. We were still hearing reports that the Panthers might be interested in Deshaun Watson mm-hmm. even after all this stuff. That's not a Matt like that's not a I Matt feel like that's decision. an arbitrary head, like a like what a I'm saying, what I'm write. saying is if you're hearing that, it's because David Tepper is the one making that decision that hey, we're still looking into 
Deshaun Watson. You can't it's, tell me that Federer or Matt Rule right, right now is we're going to way too off. Deshaun I got something to say to about the Rule thing. Now we've gone yeah. from Tepper to damn the uh, yeah, 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 go ahead. Yeah, yeah. The Rule Hold thing on. I think is oh. this: is I think Rule gets three years regardless. Agreed. I, I and the reason I say this is that Dave. I mean, if if we come out and win two games. Then sure, I could see a scenario where like they're like, nope, this ain't working, and we just go. But I don't think we're a worse team than we were last year. So no, I, I really don't. think and, and, I and, think and, that like that's kind of a, a a scenario that's so far beyond my comprehension. I, I mean, if anything, I think what I want us to do is get to eight or nine wins. Yeah, and I feel I, like I we're think, chipping away at the momentum. Yeah, if and, we do eight, that, if eight we eight do that, enough. Eight, eight or nine, nine wins guarantees them year three. Eight but or nine years get wins. Darnold and not Christian McCaffrey, more so. Huh? I don't. I think this is that. Like as long as I mean, I don't I know. I don't have any evidence game. to believe that the defense is going to be worse than last year. I don't have any evidence to believe that the offense could be any less uh, effective. Right. So I expect the team to progress forward. But if we do win six games, seven games. Year three is the prove it year. If you ain't yeah, winning 10, yeah. 11, then yeah. see you later, homie. Bingo. But if you go eight or nine wins, then year three is guaranteed and year four is a possibility. We need, and we need more a more probability. Sure. More than five for sure. It needs to be more than five. We got to see yeah. some level of improvement. Who in here thinks we're going to win less than six, though? No, Dave. I can see. No. I can. I can see a scenario. I can see it. Unless we have a lot of major injuries, I'm probably even got a show with this dude, man. What is he? Wait, you about? said you can see that, but that's not what you're predicting, though, is it? <laughs> I mean, I haven't done my final prediction yet, but I mean, <laughs> I, I'm thinking it's gonna be like seven to eight. You know, Dave, so you like the bet won't be valid if if my prediction hits. What that's is your bet, did. man? That's what Philly got on his ass today. That's why Dave, you don't need on that ass today, boy. Dave don't even look like he believe what he's saying. No, like, no, 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 like, <laughs> no. Yeah, no, no, no. Like, I what he's saying. saying. The bet, the bet is, it was a twenty-five. It was a friendly twenty-five dollar bet. If the team goes six wins or less, I think they're gonna fire rule. If they fire rule, I win. If they don't fire rule, Panthers on tap wins. Okay. If 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 they win seven God, or up, away there's no bet. Bucks, yeah, you gave away. <laughs> yeah, Can I make that bet too? Yeah, let's go double or nothing on that. No, if if they win more than seven games, the bet is void. Where they win more than six games, the bet's void. Oh yeah, I already yeah. think they're gonna win more than six. Me too. I mean, what's the Vegas line? I can't remember what the Vegas win total was. Seven. Yeah, but see, seven? My, my thing on oh, my thing on rule is if we don't re-sign Sam, that's when rule's gone. Yeah, you know that. that oh, well, I that's told y'all it. that. It's not going to be sooner. It's not going to be sooner than that. I I don't but, think it's going to be at the end the of this year. Is, I think it's going to be at gonna, the end of next gonna, year. If anything, we're going to open up yeah. Pandora's box, right? So, like, if Sam wins eight or nine games, that might be enough to sign him. Yeah, I that might be enough to sign him all past his final don't, year. Don't do that. Don't do that. CMC is back three more games. Nah. Don't yeah, do he that. lost every yeah, Dude, he was only three when he played last, last year. Do that. that ain't yeah, that man, ain't saying that too, man. Even when Christian played, we, we weren't that. we weren't winning, man. We were like, a better I team though. Facts. We're definitely a better team. Better team is a winning team. If we ain't got W's and that shit don't matter, that's bullshit. We're playing worse teams though. We're not playing. 
Look at our schedule. Dude, we lost to the Raiders. We we we're better than the Raiders. Yeah, we had we had uh, won that game. I don't think on day one we were better than the Raiders. Like, I mean, come on. They had a – I mean, they, they've got a fifth-year quarterback. Me, they me, had you're telling, me, you're telling me right now that you're telling me that we weren't better than the Raiders. We had a better well, running back than them. We have better wide receiver cores. Their offense is not that Josh good. Josh Jacobs guy. ain't no schlub, though. Yeah, I mean, he ain't had a better Compared to Christian McCaffrey, he is. Compared to McCaffrey, he is. Did we have Did a better quarterback? Until the end, man. Who had the better quarterback? That's debatable they right did. there. Yeah, the Raiders. Oh, it's not even. It's, it's not debatable. That's debatable nah. right there. Nah. Not, Tony Domit. Tony well, Domit, go back to the tape and see what casual, you said that before that drink. game. <laughs> I know that you had us for winning. No, uh, I said this. I said this. If we don't win against have, the Raiders, <laughs> I said this at the beginning no, of the season. Me. I promise you this. Go back to the tape. If I we will. don't win against the Raiders, it's going to be a long season, right? You're going to because, say like, that was our most winnable game in the first five games. Our defense was trashed at the beginning. Nice. Yeah, and they ran all – I mean, they marched down they the field better. on us. But their defense, wasn't, their defense wasn't good either. Like, that's the, that's my point. Like, yeah. they, they weren't that – they weren't better than us. Like, they were not better than us. We I mean, they gross out. The yeah, but I could say that about a bunch of the teams that we played last year. That Just, like Jets. Just like but the Jets. Just like the Jets. If we walk up to the Jets and we out here, Sam Darnold ain't playing enough reps during the preseason, and we walk up and freaking lay an egg week one against the Jets, it's going to be a long season. Hey, oh, yeah. They, they just lost true. two players. They just lost two players. They lost uh, Carl Lawson. Oh, yeah, yeah. Now, we should uh, blow these guys and I, up the water. And I forget the, I forget the safety's name. Uh Towards Achilles tendon too. We should so. be we should be four and one starting this season. Period. Exactly. How brilliant! How brilliant is it the NFL for scheduling uh, the Panthers Jets in Week One? Yeah, man. That like there's that, it's not a relevant game in Week Eight, right? Nope. In no. Week One, it's a great headline. It's Zach Wilson yep. rookie sensation versus former uh, draft pick by the Jets. If in week eight we've formed our opinions about Sam Darnold and Zach Wilson by that point, so what a brilliant move by the NFL to schedule that for week one. Well, that just well that's great that, that they, they did that to, for uh, week one, but who in the heck scheduled us against the Texans to be a Thursday night game? Well, see, and that's just what I was about to speak to. I think with that, that just shows you that the that they listen to Vegas odds in situations because that shows you right there, especially a primetime game, our only one of the season. They was expecting us to have Deshaun Watson. When uh, was Matt Rule trying to get that Jets job before uh, Giants? Yeah, no, no, I mean like two years ago. He, oh, he was uh, he was supposed job. to be hired by the Jets. They were going to hire him, but once yeah, he said and, that he wanted full control of the staff, they said no. That's a revenge game, And and you had Scott Fitterer saying that Matt Rule was asking about Sam Darnold in the yeah, offseason. Yeah. I got a question, and that's part of the reason why Sam came here. Mm. My bad. Yeah, I, got, I got a question for y'all real quick, man. This is kind of shifting a little bit, but I just, I just want some feedback because we talking a lot about Matt Rule. And uh, I, for, my first question is, one, what do y'all feel about DBO? And number two, I was at practice. Uh, I was at practice uh, on, uh, what was it, Wednesday, and I saw a very stark difference between the way the Ravens practice and the way the Panthers practice. I thought it was hey, interesting. Just salute to you for the streams too, bro. Yeah, no problem, no problem. Just just doing a service for the people, man. I'm a man of the people. Uh, so, but real quick, um, I, I saw some some differences. Uh, just the way the quarterbacks handled themselves, 
Uh, there was some. There was an instance where the the, the special teams players are doing some some work on the opposite field, and uh, on the on the field, the, the the field near the fans, you see Lamar Jackson and, and the quarterbacks doing work. Uh, meanwhile, our quarterbacks are just standing around, uh, and the the vibe, the way that John Harbaugh ran his practice, was just start. You could see the clear difference between the two. So I got just the question about DVO, like how y'all feel about that, and then. Just kind of, I guess, I know you're here in the second hand, but what are your thoughts on, on that difference between the way you practice? I mean, Remember, how much hey. of it is the difference between John, you know, Harbaugh being a chiseled NFL veteran coach and Matt Rule being his second year in the NFL? I think I that probably, I, I think that probably has a little bit to do with it. I'm not certain that Matt Rule has completely learned all the best practices yet, which isn't ideal for us as a football team, but – Listen, this is a our coaching staff is young along with our players, so they're kind of learning on the fly too. I can't really speak too much to the differences. I mean, until we see how they look during the game, the DBO signs kind of cornered me, bro. And and like, real, like, what is it? Okay, if there was evidence that it actually led to less penalties or whatever, yeah, bro, I'm all about it. But, like, right now, it's like some high school bullshit to me. And I don't really, like, right now, the only headlines that we have connected to it are the players that fucked up enough to have to run over there constantly, like Cam Irving. Like, that, that, that's what Cam Irving is known for the most. What, this what, training what, camp what, is what, running to the damn DBO right. sign, man. What did, what, did, what, did, what, did, what did you say? This is the thing that you said that, that, that gets this for me, man. You said it was some high school shit. Matt Rule is a college coach, and he's trying to use college tendencies with grown men. I understand that they're young grown men, but they're grown men who are making millions of dollars. Just And there was another thing where, like Rashad mentioned it when we were with Lunch Break Hot Take, they had J.C. Horn ran to the DBO sign, and he walked back. Yeah, I heard that too. To the field. So, like... These it's players ain't taking this shit seriously. Yeah, they don't even take it serious. So, like, so like you do things like that to your players, eventually they're going to turn you off. And that's another factor that we're not talking about either if these wins don't start showing up. I think the premise makes sense, though. And and to speak to the first point that you had, had made, Rashad, which is, is a good thing, it, for any uh, NBA fans in here, anybody remember what Kyrie looked like, Kyrie Irving looked like in Cleveland before LeBron? I know what Kyrie Irving looked like uh, at Duke. That's what I know. I remember, anybody remember what Kyrie looked like after or with LeBron? Yeah. Like the point I'm making is this is like, <laughs> I know, but like, no, seriously, like it, you know, the practice habits and everything. Like, I think that some of what they saw from Harbaugh, who was, uh, you know, of a, uh, a steam pedigree that can rub off, you know, we might see some things change, you know what I'm saying? So that the whole experience of it, you know, was a good thing. And then the DBO sign, like you talked about, like, Seeing somebody like Harbaugh not do something like that could make that change as well, especially when you took because I was listening to the stream when you talked about how uh uh JC went to the sign and then was just walking back. Like Matt Rule was really gonna be like, bro, you better start running. Like, come on, man. Like yeah. you ain't gonna well, say that. He knows he can't do that because exactly. he doesn't because it's the trust of the players, man. The players gotta respect you too. And I don't know if he's fully learned that yet. There's right. definitely a transition from coaching college students that are on scholarship and like what, what the coach says goes to now you're coaching grown men to make their own paycheck they go home to their own family their own wife and kids like 
there's just differences from coaching NFL to college. And, hey, I'm willing to say that Matt Rule probably isn't up to snuff on all those types of things that we're talking about when it comes to practice, both what they're doing on, you know, on the sidelines, like what Rashad was talking about, but Harbaugh on the Ravens, and like all this DBO shit. Like, I can't really come down all the way on it because unless, you know, if it's making some kind of an advancement with our players, I don't know about it. And I don't have the eyes to say that it is or isn't. I, I know this, somebody this, that already. My, I know my untrained eyes, I, that I DBO know, thing is juvenile. I know somebody with the trained eye that already felt a certain type of way about it. And we play him. We play him week one. Facts. The Jets Wait, head say, coach. Say, say, that, say that one more time. I already know somebody that does have a train eye that feels a certain type of way about the way he's doing that. And we play him week one. Salah, Mark, what's all I got to say? Salah pretty much said that that's not a way that you give accountability to grown men. But he and said what's what, not But he said true. what's not a way. About DBO. Man. Tell Salah to pull up on, on week one. <laughs> yeah, bro. I, don't know. Know. I think he's doing it. One Carolina, brother, yeah. he is ready to pull up. Like, he is he is ready to pull up. Like, he's – That he, D-line ain't, though. It ain't. So is Detroit's head coach. He's ready to break kneecaps. Yeah, but neither is our O-line. Yeah, I know. Uh, our line is just a question mark. We, we all just mad because we don't know what the it's hell our offensive fly. line is going to be right now. Oh, we know what it's going to be. I think no, just, oh, we know it's, I think what it's going to be. It's gonna we be know it's the, the five is yeah. the five. I think you just in denial, bro. We, we no, won. I, I mean, it, it, to start out, it might be trash. But I, I'm, dude, I, I'm thinking that we're going to have some guys <laughs> that are going to step up. This offensive line is going to surprise some people. After I really think so. I hope so. Maybe not the initial iteration of our offensive line, yeah. but eventually this is going to sort itself out, man. Asterisk. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. that's the thing. The, fir- the first half of the season is the, se- is the part of the season that we're expecting to win. So yes. it takes half the season for us to figure uh, out what our O-line should true. be. What's that going to do for the second half of the season point, other than, yeah. you know, possibly give us a chance to win some games that we shouldn't win? That's a good point. Sure. By the way, uh, Charles, Charles Ar- uh, Arnold asked, and I, I don't even know. What don't does beat ourselves. Don't, don't beat ourselves. Don't beat ourselves. Don't beat ourselves. Okay. And it seems like ever since – it seems like Bro. ever since we put that sign up, we've been doing nothing but beating Bro. ourselves. Ten, 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 ten. Cody was like, Bro, that shit you can't defend it, man. Bro. You can't defend that. it. You cannot defend that shit. But is this corny? Corny? Like, is it like everyone knows it's kind of corny, so they're kind of laughing about it? I mean, maybe. Bro. Yeah. Bro, it doesn't, it doesn't, it doesn't, That's why he jogged back. Like, Y'all can't be happy about nothing. I mean, good God, <laughs> bro, dog. I was like, when I, when I was like, what is? Well, I remember when they started doing the DBO. So I'm like, what the hell does this shit mean? I'm, I'm like, don't beat ourselves. All right, no shit. Why would you say something like that? Like, of all yeah, the things you could have came up with, I was out there. I was out there the first day it went up, and I, I didn't see the sign, but I saw everybody running towards the tent. <laughs> And I, thought, I, was like, I was like, what is going on? Like, what are they doing? Like, is there some water over there or something? Like, it was a lot of people. Like, it was that first day it went up. I mean, it was at least like 10 or 12 people that went over. I think the whole offensive line went at one point. It was a lot of people. But I saw it. And then I they, they, they made the announcement of what it was. And it was don't deep, don't beat ourselves. All right. I was like, all right, this is cute. But like, is it gonna work? And then you come out he, there on week one. No, 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 no. You you skip too many pieces. 
You brought the sign to Indianapolis. To, yeah, you packed you it up. With you to Somebody Indy. packed it up. Baby. You packed the sign up. You sent it to Indianapolis. Oh, you brought it to the. You didn't just make field. a new one. No, yeah, they, packed they, it, they packed it up, bro. They packed the sign. <laughs> they up. rolled it up. They, they rolled, rolled it thing up. up. Put the joint up right up there. They stacking the sign in Indianapolis, <laughs> and then you come out there against Indianapolis and drop hey, all them hey. damn penalties. <laughs> Hey, just imagine being a Colts player being, and watching the Carolina play. Like, what the <laughs> fuck are y'all doing, bro? Who's was it? Wrap that thing up and bring it to Indianapolis. That's what I'm doing. I wouldn't tell if it was mine. I wouldn't do it. But, and, and, I mean, I wouldn't. Hey, hey, when, when they went the first practice with the Colts, it was almost identical to the first practice with the Ravens. The second practice against the Colts was as good as the second practice against the Ravens. What's Rule going to do? Wait to week two and figure out, oh, okay, now we got to play better. Then we can lose in week three and play in week four. I disagree yeah, with that, that, though. We, we, the first practice, we was locked in. The first the first practice against the Ravens, we were straight. Like, you could tell they learned something against uh, the Colts, the joint practice. Right. We, were, we were good. The second, the second practice took that good to a whole nother. We were like on a whole nother level. Mm-hmm. That that Thursday that I was at that camp. We started out okay. We started out okay, bro. Okay. Hey, I wanted to ask another question uh, that I think was relevant and something that I heard Matt Rule said. And Rashad, I know you've been down to training camp a bunch, but there's this continued narrative of the Panthers not being able to connect on the deep passes. Now, Matt Rule says yeah. that this is on our receivers. Uh, he even says that this is on. Uh, yeah. Oh man! I'm just oh, relaying man. the message. I'm just oh. relaying the message. Continue, my bad, Cody. I'm relaying the message, man. But so it. Rashad's reaction is all I need. He's Dude. saying that 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 uh, basically, in his words, that a lot of these receivers still have what they call camp legs, so that guys who might run a four three or a four four. They're still getting up the game speed. He says that they're just not that they're not on the right rhythm. Okay, so you're over there laughing. They used to Teddy, bro. They used to Teddy. They used to being able to jog. Remember when we said that? That ain't it. That ain't it. Listen. So what? What is it then? What? Why? If the Panthers are having trouble connecting deep, what is it? Just Sam Is it just as simple as Sam is inaccurate? Yes. Yeah, and, and, and that's all it is, the film, and that's what yep. the film shows too. Cody, Cody, the numbers don't. Yo, he has been bad throwing the deep ball, bro. I try to tell y'all that. Y'all didn't listen to me. He is a not a good. He got an arm. You're right. He's got he a, a phenomenal arm. arm. He can slang that thing, but the accuracy, even from a clean pocket, yo, you can talk about the offensive line up there, but the fact is, he is not a good accurate deep ball thrower, bro. Pause. I've been. Teddy Bridgewater Bridgewater had a more accurate long ball than Darnold his entire career. And I know you guys don't want to hear it. You can say, well, 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 Teddy doesn't have the arm. That's fine. But when he did have the arm, he was a more accurate passer. He threw one deep ball last year, bro. Not one. Hold on. So, Rashad. He did throw one. The only one was that Oakland one, and DJ had, and Robbie, and Robbie took it to the house. It wasn't even that big of a pass. But if Darnold throws five and only one catches it, what does that mean? Air yards. No, we're talking air yards. Go ahead. So, Rashad, so what you're saying is we not only have a Joey Sly kicker, but we have a Joey Sly quarterback. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, that's a a good comparison. No, it's like it's long. 
I have not seen many deep balls in, even in practice. Period. Pause. Okay. Yeah, that, that I have not too. seen, and maybe that maybe they're holding it again. You don't want to show everybody your your. I get it. I get I saw it. We a lot could, of jump off when I was. We there. could come out. We could come out slinging it. But I tried to tell y'all this last year when y'all killed Teddy Bridgewater for not throwing the ball deep, is that that is the offense that get the ball out quick to your playmakers that have the ability to take it long. Y'all killed Teddy. You just you just killed Teddy Bridgewater for throwing the ball to Robbie Anderson and him running sixty. That's the offense, bro. That is Man. literally. You're the trying offense. to tell me Robbie Anderson couldn't beat a guy deep downfield. Man, Rob, I know one point. Robbie, he Robbie did with Anderson, the Jets. Robbie the Anderson point. never no, Robbie no, Anderson no. didn't have his first thousand yard year until he had Teddy Bridgewater as quarterback. He had Sam Darnold. Hey, he was a possession receiver, dude. No, who would have thought that when we brought in Robbie oh, wait Anderson? Wait, 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 Connecting on the deep pass, it, it whether it's last season or this season, it's gonna be one hundred percent connected to the quarterback. DJ Moore and Robbie Anderson were open a ton downfield. And Teddy just could not connect with him. Now, hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Sam Darnold, he might not be more accurate down the field this year. We're going to have to find out. But the offensive offensive system system is not the problem with with our our ability to connect on the deep shot. Those are just the easier plays to hit on is those underneath stuff. And they're using that to open up the downfield attack. If you think – no, no, hear me out, hear me out. If you think Teddy Bridgewater wasn't good with the deep ball last year, if if you don't don't think he was that good with the deep ball last year, you now have a quarterback that's willing to throw the deep ball, but there's going to be – Worse accuracy than what Teddy showed you last year. All right, let's and make a Wait, and it, and it could be two ways, right? There's two things that could happen if he's inaccurate. Either he's going to throw more picks or he's going to miss them, and you're going to be pissed, just like y'all were with Teddy when he missed. Dave, but the numbers bet, show that he's worse. Dave, bet me $25 like you did Panthers <laughs> on top podcast. He got it. Bet me. Bet me at the middle of the season. Bet me at the middle of the season. Well, hey, we'll, we'll come up. Look, you want to say what? More touchdowns? Better completion percentage? Nope. What you want to do? Percentage. What you want? Completion, completion percentage. Deep ball completion percentage. Yeah. I want, but, I want to see all that. Right, deep ball. All right, deep ball. Just okay, because so. it's completed doesn't mean it's accurate, though. If he has to come back five more yards. But the point, yeah. the point, deep ball, but the point is, the point is, it's like we only have like one common theme with Sam Darnold versus Taylor Bridgewater, and that's Robbie Anderson. And DJ Moore. No, no, no. We don't know what DJ Moore yet. Sam hasn't had DJ yet. Oh, you're, you're talking about already, right now. Okay. Got yeah, but, they've already, but like they've both played with they've both played with with Teddy. I mean, they both played with them, Robbie. And remember, Robbie came. Robbie came to Carolina because it's because of Teddy. Oh, so does not have another receiver? Sam to Darnold. Out. Sam Darnold is gonna have a better year than Teddy Bridgewater. And I'm willing to bet like, like like you're doing the so. you, you're Matt Rule tape, bro. Uh Sam Darnold. And listen, it, I'm not saying that Sam is the most accurate quarterback right now, but what I'm not gonna do is take He's never Matt Rule's assertion. I'm not going to take Matt Rule's assertion and say that it's you just You want to put a 60% bet since you think Darnold. it's going to be accurate? Let's do it. 25. Hey, Dave. So we're talking Dave. downfield accuracy? Dave, I'm gonna get killed in the chat for this, but did Cam up even up to the Super Bowl year? Yeah, he did twice. Sixty yeah. percent up into the Super Bowl year. That was his best. Yeah. 
No, his best was I thought his, his, I thought his, his Super Bowl year was first season, actually. Yeah, we can't do that. I thought the Super Bowl year was 59. Mm-mm, we can't do that because Cam brought so much up to the game that it didn't I do agree matter, with that, bro. Rashad. I so agree with that. No, I think I, that, the, the, the Super Bowl year, he was like 59.6, 59.7%. He was Correct. a little on the six. But they, they they he hit 60%, he 60% prior to that, and he hit 60% after it, too. He hit 60% with New England last year. He was almost he 70% last year. He led the league <laughs> drop passes that year, too. Huh. Yeah, he had bumps too, so yeah. I, I can't get with it. But I, I hear what you're saying, but I can't do that with Cam because he brought so much more definitely the game than just throwing the ball. Yeah, but I think I think there's a false perception about and him. Didn't have good receivers either. He, yeah. There's a that's false what, there's a false said. perception yeah, about Cam and his accuracy. Like it ain't like the guy was like throwing 55 percent, 54 percent. The dude was like 58. Like this worst year might have been 57. The dude had over 60 like three times in his career, including last season. To a bunch of receivers that dropped and didn't make yeah. a damn interseparation, man. You know yeah. what, Dave? Dave, to your point too. Let me turn my mic down a little. Bit. I'm sorry, y'all. Uh, Dave, to your point too. Uh, for comparison's sake, man, the the standard in the like 80s, 90s was 57 to 58 and 59 percent. That's Different what game. Troy was throwing. That's what Steve Young was throwing. You know, I think Steve Young actually broke the record in like 94 or something crazy like that, right? And he was the first that above the 70. But for the most part, everybody was like sub 60 59 right at 60 kind of you know and that really changed the real person that really changed that was drew man like but it doesn't necessarily like for cam like rashad said he just brought so much more to the table with the russian element and then the plays that they would create would be longer developing plays so there was more of an opportunity for the uh, passes not to be completed since cam came in the league he's led the nfl in rushing touchdowns not just with quarterbacks just with The entire yeah. NFL. No, but here's more here's more stats because Bomani Jones was talking about it the other yesterday during the preseason game. He has 70 TDs. That's good for 32nd all time in NFL history. That's nuts. Yeah. Yeah. 32nd. He has Cam's a legit so shot to be bro. top 20. He has a legit shot to to to, to retire top 20 in both passing yeah, yards and TDs. And look, Cam's about, to ball. Cam's about to ball this year too, bro. Yeah, he is. Yeah, he's going to good last year, time. and he's going to land a starting job next year. No no doubt about it. Carolina. Wouldn't, wouldn't surprise no, me. No, he won't come but, back uh, to Carolina. Not after what we did to him. Let me keep it on these Panthers. I asked this a little bit earlier, but I want to ask it again because we've already had some spirited discussions here. What are we looking for tomorrow night from this preseason game? Like, Sam is there Donald playing? I mean, yeah, obviously Sam Donald, but – I mean, okay, obviously that, that's for everyone. Outside of Sam Darnold, give me some players that, that you're keeping your eye on. I'll go first. Pick six. I'll go, I'll go first. I'll go, go first. Ahead, Rashad. Look, go ahead, Rashad. So I want to see – I'm trying to look at these backup cornerbacks. I want to see Keith Taylor. Uh, I know he got lumped up mm-hmm. pretty good against the Colts. Uh, but I want to see Keith Taylor. I want to see what he's about. Uh, I also want to see if uh, Kenny Robinson is the real deal. Mm-hmm. We know if he – we know – he got cut off his rookie deal, and that's never good. Uh, so I want to see if he can if he can come back and uh, duplicate that effort. I know he did good in joint practices, had a pick uh, on Thursday. So I want to see if he can actually come in and uh, and 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 do what he needs to do uh, to solidify uh, maybe the backup safety role, maybe start if we go three safeties. So we'll see uh, with Ken, with Kenny Robinson. I also uh, would like to see more from Deontay Brown. I know he 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 got hurt. Yeah. Uh, so, but. Listen, this dude gave up zero pressures in the run game. I'm um, excuse me, in the pass game, he took 14 total dropbacks. 
gave up zero pressures. And I need to see that because a weakness of his game apparently uh, out of college was that he was uh, not good or not necessarily at that's where he could develop is in the pass protection. So uh, it's a better run uh, run game uh, in, in the run blocking. So I want to see, see if he can duplicate that effort. Um, I'm also looking to see um, – I need to see J.C. Horn have his moment, bro. I, I need to see J.C. Horn – Come out here and, and get a couple PBUs. I mean, he don't gotta have a, a Patrick Sertan pick six. That would be nice. Uh, but yeah. I, I would like to see a couple PBUs just so he can have his 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 shine and his moment. But outside of that, if Sam is playing, I want to see him do his thing. Um, and I want to see that starting offensive line uh, group. Pretty much outside of that, if the if the defensive uh, line or the defense is starting, I want to see the defense dominate because I don't know if Lamar is playing or not. But I need to see them dudes go out there and, and kill. Rashad. Yeah. Rashad, let me ask you a question real quick, and then I'll let somebody else go. Like, how how much – like, with Deontay falling as far as he did, how much of that do you think was the fact that we didn't have any, like, uh, what do you – not pro days, but uh, the combine, not have a combine, and really get to see, like – because I, I think somebody like him fell – like, even a Davion. I know that there was some talk of some off-the-field stuff with him, but, like, yeah. For for guys that good, do you think that the COVID uh, situation had a lot to do with guys like them falling where they did just because there wasn't enough evaluation? Yeah, I, I think so. I think you had a lot of tape on uh, Deontay. But, again, I think the biggest thing with Deontay was, one, his weight. Can he keep his weight under control? And then, two, was that his pass protection, right? That was a big, big thing for him uh, because a lot of people know that he was playing alongside uh, – some. That, that total Alabama offensive line was was legit. Like, they mm-hmm. were good as a unit. So yeah. are they good, that good individually? So there were some question marks around that. Uh, but, yeah, I think I think a combine would have helped him out for sure. Uh, I think it would have helped out. I think that's across the board, right? I think a lot of guys mm-hmm. would have benefited from a combine. Yeah. But him specifically. Trey um, Smith. Yeah, Trey Smith, another one. Don't, yeah. Why you have to say that, bro? Because I was – dude, he was, in my, he was in my top 50, bro. I, why I you have to say that? Because we, Smith, we got bro. a long snapper that's going to get cut. <laughs> And we could uh, so uh, anyway, I digress. But yeah, I, I, to answer your question, uh, John, yeah, I think I think Deontay uh, got got a little snub because of the. Uh, but thankfully, right? Because yeah. I think under normal circumstances, he would have been a, a second second round pick at worst. Right. I was such a fan of Deontay Brown. I was legitimately surprised the Panthers picked him because yeah. the Panthers never picked the players that I love, bro. It never happens. So when I it saw Deontay Brown, yeah, I, yeah, dude, when I saw Deontay Brown, I was like, all right, man, all right, all right. Bro, that, bro that Cody, yeah. Cody, imagine if we would have had Deontay Smith and Trey Smith. Deontay I, Brown I, and Trey Smith. I know, bro. bro. I would have. Oh, I know, dude. I know, man. That was one of my favorite cards. Just nasty, man. Just men as want to be, bro. And apparently, isn't he uh, – isn't he – Starter. Uh, starting for the – Yes, he is, sir. Cody, yes, you think there's is. any chance Tecklenburg will start over uh, Paradis? Well, okay, this is oh, another yeah. thing. No, that, uh, I'm happy that you mentioned that. Panther will mention it earlier. Okay, uh, you know, but we already mentioned how this line, you know, it's I-85, it's a work in progress. And I said that the, the line that we start with is not going to be the one to be finished with. Mm-hmm. I would not be surprised – at the end of this season, I don't necessarily think it'll happen, but I would not be surprised if Texlenberg is a part of these guys that ends up stepping up and really contributes, you know, for this offensive line this season, man. I think Brady Christensen has a chance to do so. I definitely think Deontay Brown has a chance to do so. 
And yeah, Tefflenberg, I've been very impressed with him so far based off of the limited amount that I have seen from him. But yeah, Tefflenberg's held it down, man. And knowing that we only have one more year of Paradis also, hey, dude, if we can find another you know, full-time center that we have for another three years, yeah, dude, I'm all about that. I love that. But uh, while we're on you, one Carolina, what, uh, what are you looking for this uh, this preseason matchup, man? Uh, you know, it's a couple of players that I'm, you know, looking to see. Uh, honestly, I'm looking to see how Patty Fisher and uh, what's my other guy, like Clay Johnson, I think is his name, does it in that middle linebacker spot because I don't know what the hell's going on with Denzel Perryman, man. Like, I mean, like, I know he's injured, but like, man, we're not seeing anything. There's no updates or anything like that. So we really don't, yeah. it's just kind of in the dark, man. And it's just kind of, I don't know if they're just kind of saving them, but you know, when we were on the panel, uh, uh, with the draft situation, I had mentioned like that was the one signing that I scratched my head on because I'm like, man, this dude has not played a single full season in his career, <clears throat> like in his entire career. He might answer so, that too. Yeah. And so, what was that dude that played for the Cowboys that always got hurt? Uh, Lame ass Cowboys fans. Sean Lee. Sean Lee. Yeah, yeah, Sean Lee, bro. Yeah. Lame ass Cowboys fans wanted to compare him to Luke. Never that. But yeah. yeah, he was injured every single year, man. Mm-hmm. So yeah, we signed that dude. Uh, our starting linebacker that we signed and our starting left tackle have terrible injury concerns. Mm-hmm. I don't know how that happens, man. I'm interested. I'm in years too. I'd like Sign to see uh, see if they put Shy in the starting rotation. Uh, yeah, you know, this coming game. Oh, that's a good one. Shy is. A, I'm gonna tell you, Shy is a very. For all the things that he does well, the one thing that he is incredible at, man, he is an incredible deep ball receiver, like a oh, deep, route, deep route receiver. Like his 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 ball awareness is just ridiculous. Like if you look at that play against the Colts, man, he caught that ball and got blasted by a safety. And he just got that that moxie, man. Like his his last name is very spitting. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Yeah, man. So I'm, yeah. I'm loving wait, it. wait, 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 wait. Don't do that. No, no, no. I'm not Don't look. I, I'm like not saying that. Years. I'm just saying, like, I'm Don't not saying he is because that's a developed and then product. Everybody but what was I'm saying, saying is Oh, Shy Smith was talking to Steve Smith on the sideline. They're already pounding around. Don't do it. Yeah, that. man. <laughs> Hey, I, I feel it, though. Listen, I'm a Clemson fan, but I swear, bro, I, I, I go hard for these South Carolina boys, bro. Uh, J.C. Horn and Shai Smith, I'm telling you, I think they're going to be some real ones. So, Cody, and, you like um, the Cox? Man, you pause. Know. <laughs> Josh, Josh. 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 I had to test you out. I had to test you out. Make pause, you bro. Pause, bro. I had to make sure you was put pause, bro. Not pause. He goes deep for those cocks. Oh, <laughs> dude, what are we doing? What are we My doing? My bad. I didn't mean to you. Yo. My bad. Hey, My yo. Bad. So, so real quick, I want to get yeah, everyone's opinion on this. Okay, yeah, yeah. second half of the Colts game. What do you guys think of the right side of the offensive line? The the right side. You said the second half. Yeah, I was overall impressed with it. So yeah, I mean, both of them were basically rookies. I, I really was. So. I didn't have a ton of issues with our I offensive mean, line, other than a few bad, you know, bad snaps here and there. I didn't take too much on bridge. So Rashad, Dave, what do you, what did you guys think? Because that, that plays into who, who I'm keeping my eye on. Uh, in the second half, 
it was it was decent. I I didn't like. I wasn't a fan of how we played in the second half as a whole, bro. Like I just I, I got so, I got so frustrated with everything that was going on in the second half because it was clear that they were trying to win but not really trying to win. Yeah, which we never should have tried to win that game. That it's preseason. It doesn't matter. You play, especially with the amount of unknowns we have. You play the guys that you don't really know at all the positions that you don't really know if they can play. You know, which is the same reason why I say Taylor Moten should play left tackle if we're actually going to move him over there. That sort of thing. But the guy who I have my eye on is the same guy that Matt Rule talked up earlier this week. It's Aaron Montero. Has nothing to do with the last name. It's just the fact that he didn't play at all, and he's been on the team for three years, and he came in during the preseason game, and he played pretty good. Yeah, you he know, never he was guard before too, so he's yeah, he was solid. He was not solid. left guard. Now he did play at least some left tackle in college, but his college film, at least the Clemson game that I shared with Cody, his film was not good. It was yeah, terrible. But- yeah, he had never played guard, period, though. But yeah. he moved over to play guard, and he looked all right. Um, he played lo- both left and right guard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because in a pinch, uh, we should, shouldn't should have been in that pinch because we should have had uh, David Moore. But uh, I, I digress. Um, yeah. Did anybody person- ever ask Matt Rule about why they cut David Moore? Bro, I don't nobody think we ever asked. Oh. That's about. Nobody asked, fam. Like, yo, come on. Like, we need to know. We need to know these answers, B. I'm surprised. Uh, I'm surprised Sharon Quick didn't didn't ask. I thought that would have been one that, that she would ask. Oh, but. one more. I got one more. Y'all need to keep your eye on, man. Real quick, another person y'all need to keep your eye on. That's uh, Brandon Zilstra, man. Y'all need to make sure y'all keep an eye on BZ. Uh, that's the homie. That's your old boy. Is he making? Hey, is he making the team real talk? One hundred percent. he's making the team. He's making the team. All bias. All bias. No, he making the team anyway. All right. I'm keeping my my bias. That's things, my guy. Man. BZ is Special my guy, teams, bro. Okay. He's he's my guy. So he's 100 making the team. Okay. Rashad no, goes he... home, makes dinner for, for Zilstra every night. That's why. Yeah. He always <laughs> <talks to him. laughs> whatever whatever <laughs> he wants, yo, I'm cooking it up. Hey, I wanna I wanna quickly Pause, go right? talk about my guy. Talk about who I'm looking into for the game tomorrow because I AAW's about to come on. So. Um, yeah, it's almost ten. We better get out of here. I gotta go see CM Punk too. I'm that's right. So uh, yeah, that's why I gotta I gotta bounce. Right. So for me, I'm kind of curious to see Brady Christensen where they put him. Yeah. I think they probably gonna play him more at left guard in this game. It'll be interesting to see where they decide how like the percentages of where they put him. I'm looking forward to seeing Deontay Brown, and I'm primarily I'm gonna be focusing on the rookies. Um, I'm, I, I, if Darnold plays, that tells me that they're they're gonna have confidence in that particular line. So I hope the Ravens defense, the starting Ravens defense, can play. So we kind of get an idea of what this really really looks like. Yeah. yeah. Um, but from that standpoint, like from a player standpoint, like Davion Nixon, I want to see what Christian does, but I want to see how much he plays left guard versus right tackle. Um, the uh, I'm, I'm, the receivers, I would love to see Terrence Marshall get more shine. It doesn't sound like Robbie Anderson is gonna play. No. So that means Terrence Marshall is going to start again. So I'm looking. I'm looking forward to if if DJ Moore and Terrence Marshall starts. I would love to see what that combo looks like. Um, you know, but uh, primarily I'm looking forward to see how our defense does too. All right, all right. So I think we've uh, we've gotten everybody. I know I asked uh, some of y'all earlier about what y'all were wanting to see from uh, 
from this preseason game. I guess I'll give mine, man. So uh, I'll give you I'll give you three of them. And you know the first one's kind of a two for one. Uh, it's Deontay Brown and Brady Christensen. Dude, I'm telling you, I loved what I saw from those two dudes lined up next to each other, man. I think that's a great duo. It, you know, I, I really do think that's the future of the right side of the Panthers offensive line, man. And maybe that's just my fan talking. That's fine, but I'll wear that on my sleeve, bro. Uh, and then number three, I'm going to give you one who I'm wanting to see him continue the the training camp that he's had thus far. That's Frankie Louvu, bro. Dude, Louvu is a real dog. And we yeah. even mentioned it earlier on this podcast. Um, I think he's had a danger of taking Christian Miller's spot. Um, oh, yeah, I, 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 yeah I, really, I really think so. I think Louvu is a dog. I think that they're definitely going to look to bring him in um, in our defensive line rotation. And I'm wanting him to continue that too, man. So, yeah, those uh, those big uh, big bad boys in the middle uh, and on the honor line, Christensen and Moore and, uh, and Frankie Louvu. And then obviously Sam Darnold, but that just goes without saying – and my last thing, bro, we have to cool out. No matter what we see from Sam tomorrow, bro, everyone's going to have a million different hot takes. Yeah. Bro, we all got to chill a little bit. I'm just we hoping can't we're overreact. Not yeah, we just got to let this play out. Uh, I mean, we, we, there's, there's, there's too much time. You know, everybody's going to want to, you know, write him off or say he's the best. Yeah, probably neither of those, man. Here, but let's just see what he does and and give him the benefit of the doubt. Cody, but, you forgot somebody, man. You forgot somebody. All right, who am I, who am I forgetting, bro? Brandon Zilstra, man. Keep oh, on Brandon bro. Zilstra. I don't think I, I, don't oh, think I did man. forget him, but if you say I wish so, I bro. <laughs> Y'all hate That's hate right there. <laughs> hey, Cody. Yeah, I got to build on something you said with because uh, I, I, I really been thinking about repurposing this. So I did a video of a recap of the preseason of week one, and I okay. talked about this when I first came in. But when we were talking earlier about me and Rashad, when I asked Rashad about Deontay Brown, yeah, when you said if he had a combine, that would have helped him. Man, if you really watch that Chuba Hubbard play, like we talking about mastery, man. When, when, when an offensive lineman doesn't have a nose in his face – if you yeah. don't if you don't play assignment football, it can become a lonely spot for you because you literally could be looking around like, well, who do I block? What do I do? Right. So when this ball is snapped, Deontay Brown jumps into Tecklenburg's man, right? So they double team the guy that's uh that Tecklenburg's on at the center. The linebacker yeah. who's not showing blitz, who is his guy because it's just a man, it's man coverage. The linebacker comes down to the box. He jumps to him when Brady Christensen's guy who when the play looks like it's dead and Chuba Hubbard's just kind of standing in the backfield because it's a, it, it looks like a really you know slow developing play. But when Chuba Hubbard, when the play looks like it was blown up, this guy just ever so slightly bumps the guy that Brady Christensen was blocking and Chuba Hubbard's off to the races. That yeah. is championship level football, man. Yeah. Like, and that's a, you just love to see that. That's why I'm saying I think this guy could really work himself into that five. Yes. That's just, that instinct is ridiculous because you, still, you gotta think. As a and I played offensive line. Like you got to think as a as a tell. person, <laughs> as a person who, like that when you don't know what's going on behind you, but you just keep going till the whistle blows. Like you do not stop. Championship level football and just yeah. the way he chipped that guy that Christensen was blocking, man, unbelievable. Bro, unbelievable. for the past two years, I mean, I remember scouting Derek Brown 
and watching that Alabama O-line being, damn, who's number 65, bro? Like, this dude is a monster. Yeah, monster. I mean, I've been watching Deontay Brown for, you know, more than just this past year. I've been aware of Deontay. So I, I'm a super fan of his. I, I'm 100% in agreement. I think that's our future right guard right there. 100%. I'm, I'm still surprised um, we got him, bro. Yeah, yeah I know. Uh, yeah, that's our, that's our future, man. Hey, dude, that's why I mentioned him and Christensen. Like, dude, if we came away with a start with two starting offensive linemen in this draft, yo, that's pretty damn good, man. Yeah. But listen, it's ten o'clock. These dudes are trying to watch CM Punk or something, bro. Yes. We're yes, about sir. to get out of here. Look, let me give everybody yeah. an opportunity. Um, so Warren, if you haven't done so already, man, hit the like button. Sixty-four people still watching, fifty-two likes. Hit the like and subscribe. Hit the notification bell for every time we go live. Um, Rashad and Dave, man, tell them where they can find y'all. All right, uh, you can go over to Panther Nation Podcast, man. We on the road to twelve thousand, uh, so go ahead and hit that subscribe button for your boys. Uh, just a shameless plug, man. We had an interview with Philly Brown today, uh, cool. member of the two thousand fifteen roster. In his words, the greatest team ever well, for the Carolina Panthers. Not my words, his words. But interesting conversation with Philly, man. Real cool dude. Uh, so check that out on Patreon, patreon.com forward slash Panther Nation PC. Uh, Twitter, Panther Nation PC, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, all that stuff. So just follow us, subscribe, all that good stuff. All right. Hey, as always, I appreciate y'all for jumping in, having the spirit of Panthers conversation. And uh, you know, Panthers creators support one another. So I appreciate nice. that love, y'all. Sure. One Carolina. Hey, man, you made some new fans in the chat room tonight, man. A lot of the people in the chat room. Saying they love the insight that you bring, man. So why don't you tell these people uh, how they can find you, brother? Yeah, yeah. Appreciate that, man. Uh, one Carolina, you know, everywhere, man. The One Carolina Show, but just One Carolina on YouTube. Uh, one Carolina Show on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, but I'm just, I'm, you know, it's a pleasure. I've, I've been at this for just a few months now, and I'm uh, super excited, man, on the road to 1K myself. Uh, so I'm excited to just yes. uh, continue to build. Uh, and network with you guys, man. One of the things that I feel like I haven't done enough, and I'm and I'm want to start doing more is just, you know, tapping in, man. This was this was fun tonight. You know, I had a, a really good time just because, you know, I talk this kind of stuff to my wife every night. She's like, "What the hell are you talking about?" You know what I'm saying? So, like, we're doing this Friday free for all every Friday at 7 p.m., man. Right. So if you want to come cut up, you know where it is, man. Absolutely. Absolutely. But yeah, and, salute, uh, yeah, y'all, y'all check out One Carolina, like and subscribe. Yeah, uh, Dave, what you still here for, man? Oh, I already turned it on, man. I'm I'm disappearing. Uh, all right. <laughs> no, you good. All right, uh, Nick Montiero, bro. I know you're uh, you're rebuilding these uh, these roasters, man, or these uh, these cars, bro. Uh, oh, why yeah, don't you tell the people uh, tell the people where they can find you and get some updates? Well, while while I uh, tell them about that, why don't you put up put up that picture of the black and red one so that way everyone can see what I, what I'm going to be working on probably in about on, uh, two or three months now. Facebook? Yeah, yeah. The, the one I sent you on there. So you can find me on Instagram at Monty's Motorsports. Um, to, I'll talk to you about anything, but big into cars, love movies, but you know, usually every weekend I'm out doing something with either my Jeep or one of my cars or helping out one of my buddies. You can also find me on uh, on Twitter at Monty's Motorsport. Unfortunately, only 15 letters. Wanted to keep it easy, but uh, yeah, on there, 
Is that the one right there? Oof. Yeah, that's the one right there. So it's a nice. DF Ooh. Goblin. That's what Ooh. I'm going to be building next. Nice. 1,500-pound, 300-horsepower car right out of the box that you basically build yourself. And all said and done, I'm looking for right around 500 horses. So it's no it's going to be a fun little car. So, Dude, that's awesome, man. Yeah. Dude, that's sick, bro. But, yeah, y'all check out Nick. Uh, Kevin, what's up, man? Uh, why don't you uh, – you said your buddy's got a podcast. Why don't you shout that out real quick? Yeah, it's called the Long Game Dynasty Podcast. They do with Dynasty Football, give an insight, just talking who's the tier one, tier two stuff. They kind of got me into Dynasty League, not playing for the first time this year. Yeah. You can also find me on Twitter, uh, kbosh89. I pretty much just pick on Cody all the time. Yeah. And like my, uh, my hero – my hero and Tony's hero, David Newton, also fall yeah. stars. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Everybody's here. David Newton. Yeah, everybody loves David Newton. Uh, Zach, I appreciate you joining us again, man. Yeah. Is there anything uh, you'd like to put out there before we before we get out? I'm uh, I'm good. Uh, I just want to say I uh, I enjoyed being here uh, as always. You know, I love love talking some Panther football. Regular yeah, season's man. right around the corner. You know, it's a lot of fun. Hey, man, listen, I feel like especially this crew right here, man, Nick, Kevin, Panther Rules, Zach, AJ, Lindsay, hey, you guys are the – you guys show up all the time, man. So salute yeah. to all of you gentlemen. I certainly appreciate it. Uh, AJ, Lindsay, you still with us? Oh, yeah, absolutely, man. Yeah, absolutely. bro. I appreciate you staying on with me, man. You have anything to tell the people uh, before uh, we get out of here? Just that I'm looking forward to the game tomorrow. I'm ready for the regular season to get here. Can't wait to get it going and see, hopefully, rookie defensive player of the year, J.C. Horn, do some work yeah, tomorrow. Yeah, there it is. There it is. Facts. There and I really, I really want to see Taylor Moten and left the combination of Taylor Moten and left tackle with De, uh, Deontay Brown and uh, Brady Christian at yeah. right guard and right tackle. Yes, yeah. that'd be nice Preach to see that for a little bit. Yeah. Bro. I'm, I'm, dude, I'm riding that train. Especially if the crowd. Ravens are starting their players. Yeah, 100%. Because that'd be man. awesome to see. Yeah, exactly. getting some live reps against some real competition. I'm, I'm loving that, man. Panther Rule, I appreciate you joining me again, man. You have anything you want to plug before we get out of here? Uh, you can find me on, uh, on well, uh, mainly Twitter. That's the main place I go. Uh, uh, and uh, now I, don't, I, I, I enjoy being here. Can't wait. I always look forward to Friday. Yeah, man. Listen, once again, that is the C3 Friday free-for-all where you control the show and what we talk about. Um, listen, man, we have a game tomorrow night. I know we are going to be doing a post-game show at some point tomorrow night. So keep a lookout for the channel. And until next Friday, keep pounding. Keep pounding. Keep pounding. Catch those springtime vibes all over Arizona. Break out of the winter blues by hitting the water at one of our lake and river parks. Take a hike among the wildflowers. Just make sure to stay on the trails and leave the flowers for the bees. Discover Arizona's best kept secret and visit azstateparks.com slash amazing to start your springtime adventure.